is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There is only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get rest. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouse. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never-was. You're a never-was. What? What? Again? Yes. Only till 10.30. That's okay. I'm sure the chat's going to go nuts. I don't even have it open. I don't want to have it open. I don't want to know what I need. Actually, you know what, Speedy, you, you'll tell me after what people are saying because, you know, I'm sure they're they're probably going, they're either going yay or they're going, ah, oh, crap. I'm well, one guy already asked, is it a live show? Yes, it is a live show. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Michael Larimore. Oh, okay. This is a live show. We are live. Welcome to the Sports Loud Mouths. I am your host, Josh Silberg, this evening until 1030 when Errol Marks comes back. My co-host at this time and a man who is a massive part of this show because he is the show next to Errol. That is Speedy Petey. What's up, man? Hey, welcome back to have the two Mets fans on one show again. Yeah. You got the shirt. I got the hat. And I, I heard uh, you went to the only loss that the Mets have had the last week and a half. I did. I went to the one game where Taiwan Walker. And it's so funny because I was there with buddies of mine. And quick story. We were, um, it was eight nothing after the second. So he said, All right, we're definitely gonna leave by the fourth or fifth. Cause I live about give or take. I mean, Speedy lives right near me. So give, a t- give or take about an hour, maybe a little an hour without traffic, a little less than an hour away from City Fields. So I was like, I'm, I gotta drop everybody off, so go home, and everything of that nature. And then I'll say they make it like eight to five. And I'm going, Ah, crap. Now they're right back in this thing again. Now I gotta stay. And then. Mm-hmm. It became nine nine five, and then we left, and it was nine six, and they lost. But listen, they're winning seven games up. It would have been nice if, Je- if Jeff's Red Sox, you know, did something this weekend. This past weekend, <laughs> you're, weekend. You're, you're really trusting that to happen with the way they play defense, especially, and now they can't pitch either. So, I mean, it's just so crazy how I watched that series, and 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 you know, I know we're gonna have. Uh, we're going to have Bet MGM MOB podcast and Odyssey Sports uh, Big Time Baseball. You can see right there, Bet QL Better for the cycle. Uh, Cody Decker is going to join us. And I, I do want to get Cody's thoughts on the Field of Dreams game. Because when you decide to put it in the middle in, in the middle of a week, with two, I understand <laughs> the, the history of the two teams. With the Reds and the Cubs, it's great. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to them. They have a very rich history, the two of them. Right. It's it's not really growing the game when you have those two teams playing in it this year and you have in the middle of the week. It's, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make any sense. But let's get right into it. Before we get into the show, let's tell you about how you can listen to us and other great programs as well. You can listen to us on our free app. What you do is you if you have, a, if you have an iPhone, you type in WWSRN on the Apple Store. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports. WorldwideSportsRadio.com. We were on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. And if you want to hear about things getting stuck up Speedy's ass, you can listen to the Snapchat feed. Oh, God. Because Errol likes to ask a lot of questions about that. Oh, does he? Oh, God, does he ever. Um, You could do that. 
Uh, also, really quick, uh, tomorrow at six o'clock, um, we are going to. I will have an announcement tomorrow regarding the future of Off the Mat. Um, something bad, um, but there are going to be changes for a little bit, and things are going to be changing into place. It does involve me, and it involves the Off the Mat show with Alex and Lyle. Um, so I will get into that tomorrow at 6 o'clock. So if you want to hear about that, hear about the changes, you can tune into that. I'm sure Jeff's going to insult me and say <laughs> nobody watches wrestling. Um, their brains melted then if they did. I am exhausted. I am going to get through this as best as I can uh, for sure. <laughs> I know since 5 a.m. It's wild. Um Speedy, how are you? First off, I'm doing fine. I've had a, uh, I had to recover a little bit after uh, we, Errol and I went out on Sunday and I got sick. But beyond that, oh, I mean, he told me that story. Yeah. So what happened was it was Speedy's birthday. I believe you went out for your birthday. Yeah, it was it was his his week birthday weekend for me. Like the way he 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 treated me last year, the week after uh, the week the week after my birthday last year too. We went to. Uh, we went to Fire Island, and then we, we went to a different spot this time too. It was very similar, kind of a dock like bar, uh, bar beach area, and uh, we were there for about two hours. And I ordered some wings, and then I wasn't feeling right. Do you have a limit? Do you know your limit? I was fine. I'm normally like I have a good tolerance. Errol normally. said you were plowing down drinks. And I had I had I had two and a little bit of his because he doesn't drink, but he had a little bit of of, of it. So he gave me some of his. So that that was really it. But I, yeah, usually I'm be- I'm usually better, but maybe with the uh, with the day or something or I don't know. I maybe. forget the drink that he told me you ordered. And yeah, it, it's it's something I've only had there. It's it's called a rocket fuel. It, it's like it's kind of like a pina colada, but with other liquors too, not just rum. So it's so well, that's it, the thing. Yeah. And, and it, of course, a lot of it is the liquor. Of course, yeah. The, but it's also the sugars. It's and the it, sugars that are combining yeah. into it. And it might might have been they make it. I think it was they made it differently at that place too than the other place that I went that I went to last year too. It definitely it definitely seemed stronger. But yeah, and it was it, it just felt like I was having heartburn at first, and then I got up. I went. I went I was having heartburn at first, and then I, and then I, and I was standing up for a while. I was like trying to like be able to dance again, and then it, I, I just gave out. <laughs> so it's funny because tomorrow I'm actually meeting with uh, Errol uh, in person. We're going to be discussing what's the future with off the man with that. So I'm actually meeting with him tomorrow about that and stuff like that. So, like I said, I, you will hear the announcement at six o'clock tomorrow for sure. But enough about that. Let's get into. The sports line about and it's so crazy still to see my logo there <clears throat> with my name and everything. It's so wild. But I'm excited to get Cody on at 930 because we're going to talk baseball. We're going to get into the National League, the American League. What do we think? What do we think could come out of it? What players are really thriving this season? Which players are really not playing up to their potential? So that's going to be a great conversation to have. But we need to start with the news that came out today. And the news that came out was obviously if, if you live under a rock, well, you know, you obviously have heard that Kai Becton is out for the season again. And I have spoken at length to Errol uh, last couple of days on the phone about my feelings on it. And my feelings are I feel absolutely horrible for the guy. Because the guy really did get himself into shape this year. You saw the picture of him coming into training camp. Um, the weird thing was, and I saw this in the video, where it looked like he was limping already. And he stayed on for another play. And I think that made it a million times worse unless he injured it already. It's, it, it really is, it, it, you know, it, it comes down to a whole, with the weight thing. 
Um, and he got into shape. He got into all that. But you look at the size of the guy and the girth of him, and you see the, his legs underneath him. It's hard to carry that weight. Yeah. He really is. And to stay healthy for a full season. So what did the Jets do? They went out and they signed Dwayne Brown to a two-year, $22 million deal. Am I excited about it? I mean, I I have – who was the guest on we had a few weeks ago? What was his name? Jack uh, Miller. Yeah, so I told Jack this, and I told you this too, Speedy. As a Jet fan, I am going to go into the for now on because you know Arrow can get very high with when it comes to the the way his you know the Jets are and stuff like that, and that's fine. Listen, he's a fan; he's allowed to. I now have the expectations of if they're great, well, it was a nice surprise. If they suck, I could say, well, I told you so. That's the expectation I have. I'm not putting my stock into them anymore. I'm done with that. I'm going to let the chips fall where they lie. To me, now Dwayne Brown's interesting. He's 37. Um, he hasn't trained this at all this year. He's been on, going around teams. He was a pro bowler in 2021. Um, so that was recently. That was mm-hmm. last year as a pro bowler. So it's encur- of course, it's absolutely encouraging, I would say. Um, and now they're going to put Brown at the left tackle. And George Fant's going to move back to the right tackle. And I'm wondering how George Fant even feels at this point because George Fant kicked ass at left tackle last year, looking for a contract extension. Now they got to move him back to right tackle. So he's probably thinking, well, what the hell? Um, but the, the thing was with Dwayne Brown, this was the best case scenario they could do this late in this in, into the offseason so far, into training camp now, because it's not even the offseason anymore. I mean, you could, I guess, call it that still because season hasn't. I mean, preseason has started tonight. Um, I saw the Giants were losing seven to three, but they were up uh, ten to seven at halftime. Oh, thank God! That's it. They're gonna the Super Bowl's back on everybody. Um, yep, Richie James, best receiver in the league. Here we come. Can you get they play tonight? He played the first drive. Yeah, the starters came Did out. He catch a touchdown? No, he. Okay. There was. It was close. I know he didn't do that last year. Believe me, I'm still mad about the contract. <laughs> he, they, they literally, it was literally the Giants betting again. I think I was still on the show. Yeah. When they signed Kenny Gowdy, and I said, it's weird because the Giants are just betting against themselves. They also were overreacting because they thought the Eagles were going to sign him too. <laughs> Which it turned out not to even be remotely true. No. It was not. The Giants were literally betting against themselves. Yeah. Because the rumor came out that I think he was going to go to Philadelphia after the Giant visit, yes. and it wound up being false. And. I don't know if they got out from Gowdy's team where he put that in there. Kudos to him and his agent. Good job. Um, but to me, I think that going back to Dwayne Brown, listen, it can't, I don't, everybody brings up the Ryan Khalil situation from a couple years ago. Um, to, to me, I think at this point, Brown's a better player than Khalil was um, at this stage of their career. But I, this was the best case they could do. They couldn't do anything else. They were, I saw they were they were signing backups the last couple of days, trying to figure things out. They drafted Max Mitchell. They mm-hmm. said Mitchell looked good, but they don't think he's fully ready yet to take over that job. No, he's very raw. And, you know, they want, they want to make him that swing tackle where he could play tackle and he could play guard. He could do everything. That's the nice thing about him. But now you have an offensive lineup, Dwayne Brown, Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor – you know, Connor McGovern. Um, Tomlinson. You have Lakeland Tomlinson there, and you have George Fan. So it's a nice line. Now, the problem is that the guard position's fine. 
Amundsen and Veritaker are fun. Both really good. McGovern, I have my ifs and what's about. Errol knows this already. I He always brings up how he's a top 10 center in the league. Yada, yada, yada. The numbers speak for itself. I personally, I don't ever see it in the game. Um, I'm just glad I don't have to see Greg Van Roden anymore. <laughs> thankful for that because that guy was awful. But, Speedy, what were your initial reaction? What was your initial reaction to Dwayne Brown being signed? Because I didn't think it actually was true until Errol actually told me. Yeah, it's a it's a good contract. Two years, twenty-two million. I don't think you're asking for a lot a lot of money there for a guy that was just a Pro Bowl the, the Pro Bowler last year. Now, the thing is, it, with, what's interesting is he's never been in a system like this because the Texans were very run heavy, but more inside run heavy. Arian Foster was a good outside runner at times in his career, but that was really it. But they never had really overly great running schemes, creative like the, what the Jets have with the bringing in that Kyle Shanahan type offense. And then when he went to Seattle, they were very run heavy too, but again, more inside. And then Russell Wilson just kind of extended plays however he wanted. So there's definitely some differences that he'll have to adjust to within the scheme. But I think he's somebody that being in Seattle the last couple of years too, seeing what Russell Wilson does where he, I, I think when he's healthy, he's the best play extender, not the best quarterback, the best play extender in the league with the way he runs backwards, runs forwards, and still can recover to make a throw. And Dwayne Brown, you have to be able to move around a block in order to do that. So that kind of thing is encouraging, especially at this point in his career. So I think it's a good move for the Jets. Now, obviously, we'll see what role he ends up coming into. As a short-term solution, I like it. Now, we'll see how Makai Becton would come back, too, because you're right. I worry about his body type the way it is. Now, I propose this. It's very big. Like, I know Orlando Pace had a big body type. I know Uh Jonathan Ogden had a big body type, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a guy this girth. It's tricky, though. One, like I was saying, an offensive scheme that is very complex, outside zone-oriented running running scheme and rollout type plays that the Jets have. And you look at the Jets last year, they were even using some of their receivers out, out of the backfield and on jet sweeps. We saw that with Elijah Moore when he was healthy. Braxton Berrios did it a couple times. And I, I, I think you'll even see maybe a little bit, not as much, but Garrett Wilson even do it, too. They want to find that. Debo Samuel type role with the Jets offense. I think that'll be more Elijah Moore, but nevertheless, you need guys that can move around. So Makai Becton now with a second knee injury and a foot injury too. How will he come back to be able to move? Why did everyone love him out of the draft? Because he could move for his size and he was a very good run blocker. Is he going to be able to move the same? And that's what worries me long-term about Makai Becton. Short-term, Dwayne Brown is a nice piece that they they can use either left tackle or right tackle. You will definitely see with the George Font perspective. Um, Font had a great year last year too, but he's been kind of inconsistent in his career. So we'll have to judge that accordingly. Same kind of thing with McGovern too. You were mentioning that you're very down on him in comparison yes. to what a lot of people are saying. And that's his career trajectory so far. He had a nice first year with the Broncos. Then he was kind of up and down after that. And then the same kind of thing with the Jets. He impressed last year was up and down with injuries his first year. So a lot of unknowns, but I think short term, they have a good solution with Dwayne Brown. I like it. So, and and this, and, and it's so funny because we go back, we could talk about Dwayne Brown. We could talk about George Fan, Mekhi Beckton, and it, it all comes down to Zach Wilson, right? And I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, Zach looks great in practice. Well, Zach looks great in practice. Wow, what a throw. He looked great in practice today. That's great. Listen, I need to see it on the field, in a game. I don't I don't want to hear, because I can't tell you how many times I heard Sam Darnold looks great in practice. I can't tell how many times I heard Mark Sanchez looks great in practice. <laughs> I don't really care how good they look in practice. What did Mark Sanchez look great at, eating hot dogs? Wow. Uh, <laughs> To be fair, I think he did that during a playoff game, did he not? I think so, or something was, late in the season. I forget. Yes, but yeah. yes. So, 
to me, I'm tired of the notion that like Errol was telling me that thing. He goes, I've heard Zach looks great in practice. And I said, dude, I don't care how he looks in practice. I want to see it on the field. Mm-hmm. I want to see it in a game. If he plays tomorrow against Philadelphia and he throws two interceptions, then does he really look great in practice then? Or is it really just maybe the players he's going against are not as good as we all think they are? That's the key that it comes down to it. You have to be realistic with this. Now, listen, I think Vegas had the Jets at, what, seven and a half for wins this year, which was pretty good. I said they would only win about five. It's my take. Everybody was saying that's, that's harsh. Prove me wrong, and then I'll get on the train. Until then, I can't bet in favor of you if you've consistently for the you haven't made the you have the longest drought I believe now in the NFL for a playoff for appearance. a playoff appearance. Yes, yes. So how am I supposed to believe in you going forward to get more than the amount of wins that Vegas has given you? What what? So Zach Wilson had two or three good games last year, right? Like two of so, them, three of them. Yeah, like okay, strong games. Yeah. Sam Darnold had the same thing his first year. Sam Darnold had the right, same thing. His first thing game, his first the game year. against the Packers, and then I think one of them yeah. against the Bills or something like that. And I then think. he came at the next year. And I understand Sam didn't have any weapons, right? We can all agree. Yeah. He had no weapons and nobody throw it to all that. The point is, I need to see it consistently on the field. Now, Joe Douglas did everything he could to make this offense successful. He brought in Conklin, Usuma, so he extended and he, and he drafted a. Rucker, tight end out of Ohio State. So you bring those three in. So the tight end room is much better because let's call it like it is, is um, in a LaFleur offense, you usually want to do two tight end sets. That's always been the case. Even though George Kittle is one of the best signs in the league, they like to use two tight end sets. Oh, yeah. They brought in Brees Hall and they drafted Michael Carter. So you now have two fresh running backs. You're – Second round pick this past year, your third round pick last year. Okay, so we have expectations there. You have improved the offensive line now with Lakeland Tomlinson and with Dwayne Brown. Okay, you've done that. You drafted Garrett Wilson in the first round. And no slouch, it was 10th overall pick. You added that with Corey Davis, with Braxton Berrios, with Elijah Moore, who you drafted in the second round last year. So clearly that Joe Douglas is doing everything he possibly could to put this kid in a situation to make him a really good quarterback. But now it's up to him to take the reins and tell all the Jet fans out there that are naysayers, listen, I'm a different breed than what you've seen in the past. Am I on that train yet? I am not. I liked Zach, but I'm not ready to say he's the quarterback. He's our guy. I think he's going to be great. I, I, I've i done that in the past so many times where I'm not getting bit again. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's And the defense will be better this year. You get Carl Lawson back. You have Quinn Williams. You have Franklin Myers. You know, you, you got C.J. Mosley there. Quan Alexander, they brought in as a piece. Um, not over the top piece. Not what he was three or four years ago with the 49ers. But he's a nice piece. And their defensive backfield has gotten so much better with D.J. Reed, drafting Ahmad Gardner, bringing in Jordan Whitehead. You know, so it's it, it's going to be a, a, a – it should be – a much improved team. Now I like Robert Sala. I enjoy Sala. I think he's a great he's a, he's an excellent motivator. Yes. And talker. So like when you look at it, right? 
when when Rex was here, Rex was the same way. He was a motivator and a talker. Um, but his scheme somewhat actually went well on defense his first few years. The offense was just literally ground and pounded. Run it, run it, run it with Thomas Jones and and, and Ladanian Tomlinson and Sean Green and run it, just run it constantly. Whereas you have like an Adam Gase who was tried to be a schematic guy and was in way over his head. Mm. So to me, I just found that to be too much. But to me, like I said, I'm a, I'm in wait and see mode with this team. That's how I feel. That's my vibe for it. But it sounded like Cody is here. Yes. Uh, um, so before we go to break, I just want to read some of the comments. Uh, read the comments. I can't wait to hear them. Yes. I'm ready to hide them. <laughs> for, naturally, Snug says, hashtag ban the beef. Uh, Pig Mike Jeff says, hashtag hang up on woodland creatures. Uh, Snug says, uh, Michael Laramore, sup fellas. Uh, Jeff saying, Josh, still better than having Errol here. The eight-part question guy is live in studio. Uh, Snug says, weeks and weeks ago, I said the Mets are the best team in New York. I was told I was stupid by a loud, grouchy man. Yet, who has the better record? Uh, Michael, Michael Laramore said, don't think we'll catch the Dodgers for the number one spot. The Dodgers are 30-5 and five in the last 35. Couldn't be much better. Uh, it's the announcement that Snug Cat is the new guest referee co-host with a new focus on cupcakes. Speedy is a thirsty gentleman. It is what it is. I like when Speedy prank phone calls me when he's drunk. I know it's him, but I still pick up. Uh, Michael Laramore said, water pills with little ankles. What Joe D. Bing brings aged or retired lineman. Mitchell's a backup at best. Uh, Carl says, haha, Josh talking girth. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Rainier. What does that mean, Josh talking girth? I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, Carl, you'll have to specify more. Uh, yeah, you gotta specify. Kenny Rainier, legend of the last two shows. Jets suck. Uh, Snuck says, yes. is Dwayne Brown a fan of the hot brown? I miss Adam Gase and Ben. Hashtag <laughs> ban the beef. And Kenny says, you know, Periscope stopped being an app over a year ago. Yes, we know, Kenny. <laughs> so when we come back, uh, we're going to have Bet MGM MLB podcaster, Odyssey Sports Big Time Baseball, Best QL Bet for the Cycle, and down the line uh, host Cody Decker. He is going to be joining us right when we come back here on the Sports Loudmouth. We'll be right back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Yes, 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 we are back. Speedy, before we get to our guest, did Carl ever specify the girth thing? Yes, he did. He said, uh, he said, Josh mentioned girth when describing the size of a lineman. <laughs> I also like to call them hog mollies at times. You know, you know what that, re- uh, that reference is to Speedy. Yeah, so we, we, we discussed that a, about a month ago. <laughs> But right now, let's bring in our guest this evening, very well known. Actually, I was talking to my dad about him today, actually, so that was cool. My dad was like, oh, I know Cody. So that was kind of cool. So I was going. He's the host of Odyssey Sports, Big Time Baseball, Bet MGM, MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL, and Bet for the Cycle on BetQL. And down the line, he is Mr. Cody Decker. How are you, sir? Oh, man, living the dream. Played some golf earlier today, shot not great, but hey, what are you going to (laughs) do? I, I am an avid golfer, As am I. and the thing, it's so funny, when I go with my friends for the first time and they play, and they get so mad, and I, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, guys, we're just here to have fun. Here, have a beer. 
Andrew. <laughs> no, 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 no. You might be there to have fun. I'm there to kick their ass. No. If it's for money, that's a different story. No, pride, from- pride anything, man. I played professionally for 11 years. I need to beat somebody. Daddy's <laughs> retired, and I need to beat up on people. Let me tell you, you got you to get in touch with uh, one of our listeners, Jeff, who actually – Speedy, he used to play professional. Yes, he did. He also he also was that too. It's funny, Cody. You also you also use uh, opened with his iconic "Living the Dream" as well. Jeff says that all the time. So oh, there you go. So Jeff, I don't know. You might have, you might have a new favorite guest. Yeah, you go. Well, Cody, we're glad to have you. I know it's not Arrow, but I'm according to the fans. Apparently, I'm better. So we got that. So that's a good thing. Um, let's get right into it. First off, let's get into the baseball season so far. It's, as they call it, the dog days of summer, right? We're getting mm-hmm. down to that point where it's it's getting tough, almost the middle of August. You're kind of starting to see teams basically stamp their name at this point to where they're going to stand in the standings and everything of that sort. The American League seems kind of set right between two teams, and that's the Yankees and the Astros. Is there a team you believe in the American League that um, really stands out Above those two teams, I just I can't see it this year. Above those two teams, no. But do I think the Yankees are a team that's desperately in trouble right now? Yes, uh, they cannot hold a candle to this Astros team. In fact, it seems as though no team in the American League can do it. On top of that, the uh, the uh, Yankees went ahead and gave away one of their sure-handed left-handed pitchers in Jordan Montgomery over the St. Louis Cardinals. And they pick up a lefty in, in, in Montas, who I do like, but unfortunately, I like a healthy Montas, and he's already been on the IL one time this year with shoulder problems. This is a team that needed more arms and instead got themselves an injured center fielder and giving away one of their arms. It absolutely made no sense. And right now, the Astros are the best team in the American League. And quite frankly, there's another team I'm watching going forward, and that's Seattle Mariners. I'm looking forward to seeing what this team does going forward. Now, with the addition of Castillo to this team, this team's ready and prime to win but can they get past Houston I don't know they've lost both the last two series against them not to mention Houston has swept the Yankees twice this year I have a feeling the Yankees are going to be knocked out of the first round this year I don't want to see it happen I personally would like to see a Dodgers Yankees World Series but I don't always get what I want <laughs> so I don't, we don't want to see that if you could tell by our shirt and our hat we don't want to see that but that's I, get, I get it I get it. <laughs> you are. Hey, man, I, I'm all for I played for the Mets. I love the Mets. And I and I'm a fan of the fact that you're a fan of the second best team in the National League. As much as we want to sit here and pretend the Dodgers aren't ridiculous. The Dodgers are just ridiculous. Doesn't mean the Mets can't beat them in October. Looking at that starting rotation that the Mets have, you got DeGrom, you got Scherzer. And for whatever reason, no one wants to talk about how great Taiwan Walker has been for this organization, not just this year, but for two straight seasons. This team could beat just about anyone. Can they get past the Dodgers in October? Man, we'll, we'll find out. I can't wait. So, that definitely segue into Speedy's question. Uh, no, I was going to ask, going back to the Astros, I want to ask, so if it's not the Yankees, who do you think has the best chance of beating them? <sighs> at this point, it would be the Seattle Mariners. But listen, at the end of the day, you can throw a rock at the AL East and you never know. As much as we want to say that Baltimore is a great story, I'm expecting Baltimore to finally come to an end soon. But if it hasn't happened yet, when the hell is this going to happen? The Rays are injured right now, man. They got David Peralta, which was great, but they really could have used Wilson Contreras from the Chicago Cubs to uh, supplement the fact that Mike Zunino's out for the year. They're going to be without Kiermaier. They've been without Wander Franco a lot this year. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, 
but can they beat the Yankees and the Astros? I don't think so. Not this year. Not the way these two teams can swing it. Okay, Speedy, strap your seat button because Cody opened up a great thing with the Mets, and that just segued into my question. Well, first off, before I ask that, how are – how are you and your family doing with the whole COVID situation? A few people got hit, but everybody, for the most part, ended up being okay. Unfortunately, one friend of mine uh, we lost, but outside of that, we got away relatively unscathed, all things considered. My question is, so funny, of course, I went to the one Met game that the Mets lost against the Braves. That was mm-hmm. the Friday game. Of course, he had to mention that. Luckily, I, I did buy my, my son, who's nine months. I bought him his first Met shirt. I bought him a Scherzer shirt, which is good because by the time he outgrows it, Scherzer won't be on the team anymore anyway. So it's like perfect for him. Um, you mentioned that, and I know you said the Dodgers right now are a juggernaut. They are. They're winning at every in every facet of the game. And you look at the players that they have. Joey Gallo is the happiest guy on the planet right now. He said he he said it in the in this post game yesterday. Hey, I'm paying the same in rent that I did in New York, and I get to look at a beach outside my apartment. It's the greatest thing ever. When I look at the Mets and the Dodgers, the concern I have with the Dodgers, Kershaw with the back again, mm-hmm. Bueller, I haven't heard anything, have not heard a thing about when he's returning, when he's coming back. He's been out since what, Cody? I think June or May he's been out? Uh, I believe early June. So my thinking is, because I compare this Met team the line, take the pitching rotation out of it, which of course is hard to do. I look at this twenty fifth. I look at this twenty twenty two Met team. I compare it to the twenty fifteen Royals team. They don't have a lot of pop, but what they do is they work the crap out of pitchers, especially in the first inning. I believe the numbers show that they have the highest pitch count rate of any team. I believe in baseball in regards to pitch count in the first inning. So when you look at that, you want to add the pitching into it. Doesn't that really? help the Mets in a, in, in a sense against the Dodgers when it comes to, because the Mets already played the Dodgers too this year without Scherzer and DeGrom. And they split with them in those two, in those four games in LA. And they got them in the next few weeks at the end of the month to really strut their, you know, strut their stuff out there. It sounds great in theory, but here's the, at the end of the day, this Mets offense is far better than the 2015 Royals World Series winning team. That makes That's it better. Yeah, let's be yeah. real clear. <laughs> I played for the 2016 Royals. It was basically the same lineup. Very good ball club, but let's be real clear. They didn't have a star in the bunch. This team's got stars up and down this lineup. They got Marte. They got Lindor. They got Pete Alonso. That Royals team didn't have any of that. In fact, the reason why that Royals team was what it was is because it had the best bullpen of the decade. That bullpen was if, incredible. Yeah, Wait, they, was ridiculous. Yeah, dude. If they were up by if they were up by one run in the fifth inning, you couldn't beat the Royals, and that was it. Where the Dodgers, as much as I want to sit here and say, yeah, the Dodgers played against uh, injured Mets. It's been an injured Dodgers. This Dodger team has been hurt all season long. They've been doing this without Blake Trinan. They've been doing this without Walker Bueller. They've been doing this without Gratterall. They've been doing this without their core guys out of the bullpen and two major starters in Kershaw and Bueller. So I'd watch out for the Dodgers. Oh, and May is also coming back soon. So the Dodgers are going to be going into October at full strength. And what's scary is this team's won 10 in a row, all of which by more than three runs. This team is scary. Dave Roberts versus Buck Showalter, though. I know Buck has never been to a World Series. And Let's call it like it is. Dave Roberts has struggled in the playoffs. I know he has a World Series ring to his name, but you got to give the advantage to Buck. Everybody discredits the Met bullpen, and the Met bullpen's been trashy at times this year, right? It's had some moments where it hasn't been that good, but listen, you got the the best closer in baseball. 
Yeah, they're third in the National League, though, in ERA. Plus, I want to put this on record here, and I'm tired of Errol arguing this with me, and I'm putting this to bed now. Edwin Diaz is better than Clay Holmes. I'm tired of arguing this. I'm sick of hearing about it from him. I'm done with it. Edwin Diaz is a better closer than Clay Holmes is. If you want to argue that, Cody, you can. Never speak for itself. I don't really want, I don't really need to. This is kind of your guys' weird New York thing, man. It's like everyone on the Mets side is like, the Yankees are obsessed with us, and everybody on the Yankees side is like, Mets fans are obsessed with us. And I'm just sitting back and letting you guys (laughs) all eat each other, man. Please be out of it. Yankees Subway Series again, you're going to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Bro, I'm born and raised in LA. I played for the Padres. I grew up a Dodger fan. Leave me out of your guys' fights. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go for it yeah. i like him how about this i like them both and i want them both to do really well edwin diaz by the way who was up until this year probably the biggest trade bust and keep in yep. mind he was the biggest part of that trade with seattle a couple years ago and he's been terrible up until this year and this yep. year coming to his own he's the best closer in baseball that trade is now all of a sudden not looking quite as bad as it once did. And Tarakona got sent down again today. He got hey, sent man. down again, which is crazy. It's a, it's a, it's when I see Kelnick's numbers, it blows my mind how great this guy looks in the minors. And he comes up to them and he looks just completely overmatched. And it we'll makes sense. You look at his body type. You look at his, the strength that he has, the power potential, everything about him. It screams star player. And he looks like a star player and it just can't, put it together right now you know when it comes down to it if you can succeed in double a AA or triple a you could succeed in the big leagues the talent level is not that much different as much as anyone wants to make you believe it is it's simply not it's just the only thing that's different is the lights and the atmosphere and quite frankly let's not be let's not be like sugar-coated jerry kalenic has probably got more pressure on him on every single at bat at this point because he was a key point in a trade that moved along hundreds of millions of dollars and multiple all-stars so quite frankly every single time this guy comes to the plate he's got the weight of hundreds of million dollars and multiple all-stars and he just feels like a failure every time he comes to the plate trust me has being a guy that's played this game at for 11 years made it all the way to the big leagues i cannot stress to you enough that guy's under some pressure. So we are talking right now, really quick, with host of Odyssey Sports Big Time Baseball Bet MGM MLB podcast and Bet for the Cycle and Bet QL and down the line, that is Mr. Cody Decker. We are talking right now. Speedy, go for it, man. So Jacob Degrom just coming back recently for the Mets, dominating mm. his first two starts and pitched long, but again, they were only easing him back uh, on a pitch count. But short term and long term trajectory for Degrom, what do you see for it going forward? Um, I think that everyone that has access to certain gambling apps should go ahead and pick a flyer out on Jacob DeGrom winning the Cy Young Award this year because you could probably get him at about 60 to 1. The odds are not amazing for it to happen, but I want you to understand if this guy keeps going out and has another 8, 10 performances exactly like this, I wouldn't be put it out. I wouldn't put it by anybody, any writer's ideas to put a vote on Jacob DeGrom. This guy, when he's healthy, is the greatest pitcher living. And maybe, and again, this is a big caveat, when healthy, it's the best pitcher we've ever seen on a mound ever. I have faced this guy, but keep in mind, I faced this guy back in 2013 to 15 when he was only throwing a pathetic 96 to 98. Now the guy sits at 103. He's unhittable. And if he stays healthy, he will be the greatest pitcher we have ever seen. It's so crazy because you look at the series coming up this weekend against Philadelphia. The Phillies get... 
Max Scherzer Friday. That sucks. Jacob DeGrom Saturday. That sucks. Chris Bassett on Sunday. That's better, <laughs> but it's still not great. It's still not great. <laughs> it's like, still not great. I mean, the guy's got a three six ERA. He's having a good year. He's been pitching really good for his last about eight appearances. Yeah, it's not great. And then after that, you know, you never know who they can throw at you because they got some depth. They Both got Taiwan Walker. Got 13 wins this year. Cody, Cody Carrasco's killing it. I mean, listen, I, uh, Tyler McGill, when he comes back, he was killing it before he got hurt. Um, they figure out a way to really maximize the use of Seth Lugo over these last couple of years. Yeah. This year, he's been fantastic. I mean, this is a very good ball club. Would I have liked them to got a little more help? Yeah, I was on WFAN last week, and I heard Evan, you on, uh, Evan Roberts was losing his mind over I know Iglesias. I think just, he blocked me. I think yeah. he might have blocked me. And so I'm just like, it. Evan, at the end of the day, did your team get better? And the answer is a resounding yes. yes. The Mets got better, and they got back the players they already have. I am not worried about the Mets. Listen, the fact of the matter is this team just needs to win the NL East. It's not a foregone conclusion that they win it, and if they don't win it, don't think of it as a failure on the Mets' part. This is honestly a year where the Mets could lose first place, and it's not the Mets doing the Mets thing every August. This is a, this is a different ball club, and it's only because the Braves are really good. But this last week, the Mets showed us something. They showed yes. us that the Braves got some cracks in the armor. They showed us that they are actually better than the Braves. Dude, this is going to be a nice little run going over here. I'm looking forward to October because right now there's four teams in the National League, man, where it's anybody's ball game. And it's crazy because when you watch that Braves Mets series, and Speedy, I think I brought this up to you recently. When I watch that Braves lineup, because you see it, I believe they're second in the league in home runs. But I believe they're also first in the league in strikeouts. First in the strikeouts. Yes. You have an overmatching yep. rotation like the Mets do. It, it, to to me, it, it just it, it just they, I mean, Joely Rodriguez. I mean, Degrom threw them off so much in that game that Joely Rodriguez, who has near a five and a half ERA, <laughs> struck out four guys in two and two two and a third inning. That's how much I think it changes the narrative. By the way, Spencer Strider. Amazing. I mean, really, as great as he is, Taiwan Walker took it on the chin Friday, and he admitted mm -hmm. he sucked. That's the way you do it, not the way Strider said it when he said they got lucky and they got the counts the way they wanted it. Dude, you got your ass kicked. You got to move on. It is what it is. It's not October. I get it. If that happened in New York, dude, the guy would be put on a stake at this point. I'm not even kidding. The media would have a field day with that guy. Because at least Walker admitted he sucked. I mean, as, much, as much as I want to agree with you, why don't you look at that as being a weird thing? Listen, he's a kid. He said something <laughs> stupid. Like, no, okay, I, you know, whatever. Because yeah, you, know, you know what it is? It, it, to me, and it, let me tell you, weird things. Go back to Jason Vargas, his second run oh, with the God. Mets. That was some weird stuff that he said, okay? Um, yes, Vargas said some weird stuff. Listen, <laughs> I, at the end of the day, dude, listen, I played I played for a long time. I've been around a lot of baseball players, and you can fit in a thimble the amount of, of, of brilliance that I met on baseball players percentage-wise. Most of these guys are not the brightest guys in the world. They're baseball players. They hit a round ball for a living, and they throw a ball for a living. Not a lot of these guys are getting ready to split the atom anytime soon. So I was going to ask you being a, a former player, this new playoff format now with the two top two teams having buys looking like the old NFL format before they just yes. recently changed it to the seven teams. Do you think that's a more of a benefit or do you think there could be a big rust factor for a lot of those teams? 
The answer is I don't know. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. It's, this, is a, this is uncharted territory. Here's what I do love about it. I'm loving the fact that we're not going to get the one-game playoff because here's the thing. I like having a series. Now let me torpedo that last sentence really quick. The one-game playoff is always the best game of the year, and I'm sad we're going to lose out on what is usually the best game of the year. <laughs> I know, for the Mets I, in 2016. It, yeah, there's no, there's no way to win this argument, but I'm glad they're going to be getting a series. Outside of that, the bye, man, yeah, I can see a team like the Dodgers having a bye, winning 115 games this season, and all of a sudden coming out kind of flat against, say, they're matched up against the Mets. Can you imagine not facing live pitching for five days, and all of a sudden you got to open up against a Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. That's I don't want to do that. I really don't want to. Right now, I feel like the San Diego Padres, if they get a better record going forward than the Atlanta Braves, which I truly think is their goal, I think the San Diego Padres are going to be sitting real pretty come October. I wanted to get into the Padres. I'm glad you segued into that because obviously what they did was they took over the trade deadline, right? They got Josh Hader, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Oh, and by the way, we're just gonna throw Brandon Drury in there as a little as a little fill in. Why not? Piece. Why not? Because he's been kicking ass this year. Do you like the Padres' approach to how they did this, or do you yes. think they went all in too much too fast? Team's been around for fifty years. They've never won a World Series. You have to go all in. You got an opportunity, do it. Get it done. This was a front office that was going to be fired a year and a half ago. Yeah, AJ Bell was very aggressive too. Yeah, and keep in mind, a year and a half ago, they were all done if they didn't do something. What did they do? They went out. They got their hands on Manny Machado. They went ahead and they got their hands on some more big acquisitions. They went ahead and they traded away all their top talent and got their hands on Blake Snell. Now that's a trade that didn't work out well, but they got rid of middling talent and got a lot of got in uh, back. U Darvish. This team picked up a Joe Musgrove and extended him to a fairly was, team. I love Musgrove. Team, too. Yeah, me too. Team yeah. team friendly deal going forward. That guy could be making two hundred million five dollars. Five hundred million dollars they got him for. The guy, the guy should have signed a one hundred and eighty million dollar deal, and he got a hometown discount. I mean, he was I the guy I thought the Mets would actually sign if Degrom left from free agency. I thought the Mets would look into him, but dude, you like what the Nationals did. Yes, yes, the Nationals got some top-tier prospects, so much so that the Padres had to grit their teeth about a couple of them. And one name you got to watch out for, you being a Mets fan, you're going to hear the name, uh, I believe the name is, uh, give me a second, oh, God, James Wood. Get ready for James Wood. He's going to be making the Mets' life a nightmare in a couple of years. My friend's a Nationals fan. He already loves the guy. Yeah, the guy (laughs) is apparently a freak. It was hard for him to give up on Soto, though. It was very – so – I do a wrestling show on this network too, and I work with. I'm sure I don't know if you know him, Charlie Slows. So Charlie Slows, the radio announcer for the Nationals. I actually work with his son, on I do the show, and I asked his. I asked him this. I said, "How's your dad doing? Watching all these games?" He goes, "Oh, he goes. He goes. By the time his contract expires, the Nationals. That's when all the prospects are going to come up at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's watching miserable baseball for the next few years. But to me, I look at it, Cody, as with a trade like this. And they did the same thing with Turner and Scherzer last year. And I think they, I think the one mistake they made making that Scherzer Turner trade was they traded both of them to the same team rather than expanding it and going to different farm systems. You have to, I think trading a guy like Soto at minimum, two of these prospects to me have to work out. If I can help you with one thing, all four of them, well, all five of them all will spend time in the big leagues. Will they all work out? We'll find out. Keep in mind, (laughs) 
the majority of quote unquote prospects don't necessarily work out. It only happens every no, once in a while that a Fernando Tatis Jr. happens. I mean, where White Sox fans are like, oh my God, we gave away Fernando Tatis Jr. No, you didn't. You traded away a 16 year old kid and you had no idea he was going to turn into what he turned into. <laughs> and it's great that it happened for the San Diego Padres. But keep what a mind. great deal. Nobody talks about that trade, the James yeah. Shields trade. Nobody ever, we just talk about the Jared Kelnick trade all the time. No. That's yeah. the trade yeah, but keep in mind, for every one of those, every one of those uh, Fernando Tatis trade, junior trades there are hundreds more jared kilenic trades and that's just the way it is you you know you're basically betting on the future of guys bodies health where your organization is going to be hell gms are making trades based on the idea that they're going to be with that organization for another two three years A, a bad two months gets a gm fired so it's it's all gambling basically at the end of the day James Shields, quite a 2016. Traded Fernando for Fernando Tatis Jr. and allowing a home run to Bartolo Colon all in the same Both year. Happened. Both happened. <laughs> so being that you're a betting guy, so future bets now towards the end of the season, uh, both for a team and a player. Is there any ones that you like in terms of like good underdog value? Yes, Mookie Betts. Get a look at Mookie Betts right now. You can probably get him 15 to 1. I think the National League futures market is completely wide open as far as the MVP going. Uh, you know, right now you got Goldschmidt with the shortest odds, and I do not think Goldschmidt will continue this absurd streak he's been doing. I'm expecting he's a, he's always been a kind of a streaky hitter. He can have a bad month. And if he has a bad month, he's gonna fall out of the top tier thing. Manny Machado is gonna continue to do great things, not to mention Freddie Freeman, but I truly believe. This is Mookie Betts's year. Craziest story you remember playing ball, obviously, and I'm sure the minors, there's a lot of them. What was the craziest story you can remember, whether it's outside of baseball? I can't tell you the craziest coach? stories. Oh, yeah. Come on. No. One. Oh. <laughs> no. Like, absolutely not. Other than maybe, maybe we did have a teammate uh, that we did shave uh, racing strut. We had, we put, put him in the shower. And of course, you know, we were all in the shower and he, he lost a bet. And cause he got thrown out at second base. He said, if he got thrown out at second base, we, uh, we, as a team got to shave in cause he had really hairy legs, racing stripes down the side of his legs. <laughs> so we, so he of course got nude and covered his entire body with um with uh, shaving cream and we all get on there and I'm talking like 24 other guys sitting there with a razor and we're all kind of sculpting our teammate in the San Antonio Doug uh, clubhouse uh, until he got these racing stripes and the goal was and the rule was and he, our manager was very unhappy about this but that guy had to steal a base every single time he got on base and there was an open bag that was the bet and it worked out great because I think he stole 10, 10 straight and ended up getting moved up to the next level. Best manager and teammate you ever played with? Best teammate. Um, man, there's a couple that immediately come to mind. Nate Fryman being one of them. Um, uh, John Baker being another one, former catcher of the Padres and, of course, the A's and the Cubs. Um, Anthony Recker, one of my favorite teammates, loved oh, playing I with Rec. When I was with the Mets, I, I couldn't get enough of Luis Guillorme. He's a love that kid. Mm. Favorite other teammates of all time. Rocky Gale, very probably very much at the top of my list. Rocky Gale, perennial backup catcher. Look him up. Amazing guy. Favorite manager? Man, there's been a couple. Pat Murphy comes to mind. Pat Murphy, who's currently the uh bench coach for the uh Milwaukee Brewers. Dave Roberts comes to mind. 
um bud black comes to mind but i'd probably have to go number one of all time manager uh john gibbons former manager mm. of the uh toronto blue jays i loved gibby more than most deceased relatives i would give anything to talk to him right now he didn't have teeth when i played for him so i didn't understand a word he said so maybe he was the rudest man i ever played for i'll never know <laughs> he, he he just spoke like Boomhauer from king of the hill i i couldn't get enough of this guy he was the funniest most gentle delightful brilliant baseball mind that i didn't understand a word but somehow i got better and learned from him just because i don't know telekinesis <laughs> so while you were playing uh, your fit your favorite moment individually and the toughest pitcher you had to face in in your career uh, Kenley Jansen owned me okay. uh, for whatever reason. I think I K'd, foul tip K'd to him four times. Just couldn't, couldn't hit him. Knew every pitch he was throwing and couldn't, couldn't hit him. Um, guys that I did really well against. I think, I, man, believe it or not, every single Mets star over the last 10 years, I did really well against. I think I have like three homers against Mats, two homers against Syndergaard. That's uh, the, the, the Mats I, one. I mean, the, 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 a few others. I'm just, I, I'm honestly not sure. I'm just, I think I've had a good career against Mets organization. Um, I don't know. A few other dudes. I, I always did well against Sonny Gray. Um, but lastly, who, who, uh, what was the second part of that question? So your, your favorite moment or play in your career? Oh, uh, you know, getting called up was pretty sweet, but, uh, my last at bat was a walk-off home run. I was in AAA for the uh, Diamondbacks and, uh, the organization knew I was retiring. My teammates knew I was retiring. The announcer knew I was retiring, but the fans didn't. No one knew I was retiring, uh, the next day. So, uh, I hit a walk-off home run that night and that was pretty sweet. We've done a lot of med talk. We have to be fair, of course, with the other New York team, as difficult as it might be. Um, the Yankees, they have a, there's a dilemma with them. Obviously, Cody, I know you alluded to earlier, you're concerned about them, but there's another dilemma to them right now, and that is a judge dilemma with this team right now. It, it sounds like to me, from what I could gather with him talking to the media, Aaron Judge is not happy with this organization, and I know he's a California guy. Uh, could you legitimately see him leaving the Yankees? Because the team I look at instantly right away for him to join is the San Francisco Giants. He's going to be a giant. Yep. That's it. I, he grew up, he grew up a giant story. fan. I mean, yeah, he's he going to be a giant. giant. Yeah. There's really no other comments. The Yankees don't want to pay him. The guy's going to be 31 years old. They're not. He wants 10 years. The Yankees don't want to give him 10 years. If I'm the Yankees, I'm not giving him 10 years. No, I wouldn't. Uh, the Giants, honestly – are in a position that they can give him that 10 years. And quite frankly, and they're in a position that they kind of need to give him that 10 years. He's from San Francisco. It would possibly revitalize that franchise right now. They're a team that won 107 games last year. It makes all the sense in the world. And not to mention they have the money to do it. The guy's going to be a giant. I can't imagine him being a Yankee again. Now, where did they go? They get Juan Soto when he becomes a free agent in two years. Because the Padres Ooh. aren't going to be able to afford a $500 million now, you contract. Think they, and the they Yankees can Cohen. Can they up it Cohen for him? Absolutely. Can they? Yes. Will they? We'll find out. But also, I don't think the Mets are going to be a position that they're even going to be going after Soda. I don't think it's going to make sense for the Mets at that given moment. Also, speculating two and a half years down the road, we're assuming the Mets don't have a lock on an incredible outfield before then. I'm assuming well, no, the, Mets could have Otani, the Mets could have Otani as a DH possibly. You know, so. I mean, That's what I love here. about you Mets fans, man. <laughs> Everybody's coming. Yeah. Everybody. Well, to, to be fair, the only reason why I say Otani is because he – from what I have heard is he Epler is one of the main reasons he went to the angels. They had a strong connection. He scouted him in Japan. Epler does all that. Not to mention, I'm just saying 
the Yankees have to also. I think the more important thing the Yankees need to do on, is man. resign Brian. They need to resign Brian Cashman. They got to resign Brian Cashman. Why? Well, sure, but can we go back? Come on, who? who this story that Billy Epler's telling everybody that he got Otani because come on, Otani man. didn't say no though. <laughs> come on, he doesn't speak English. He was okay during the All-Star game. Oh, come on, man. No, listen. <laughs> Billy Epler, he's doing a great job with the Mets, man. I commend him for everything he's doing, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to draw the line that, oh, man, Otani just can't wait to be reunited with Epler. No, that would be – let me tell you, that would be – if, if that if – that If he gets it done, then I'll take back everything I just said. I'm like, dude, Epler, build, build, him, a sta- dude, build him a statue if he gets Otani. So actually, my next question was about Otani because the Angels are underwhelming like they always are. Is it this offseason that he'll end up getting traded? And what can you see the market be for a two-way player, something we've never seen before? Uh, take what we just saw for uh, Juan Soto and triple it. Ooh. That's what you can get for him. That's what Honestly, I'm actually really mad at the Angels this exact trade deadline because they would have maximized their absolute value for him right now, and they chose not to do it. So they're going to go ahead and hope that Otani wins himself another MVP so he can be on the cover of another MLB The Show, and that way the Angels' IP is all over a couple of video games, and then midway through the season they're going to have to trade him because they're going to have no choice whatsoever. They're going to be able to get back one hell of a haul for him but uh, not the, quite the haul they could have gotten this year, but it will be the biggest haul of all time, provided that he's healthy. Because what is the market for a two-way player like him? No idea. There has never been a two-way player like him. And I know people want to sit here and say Babe Ruth. No, no, there has never been a two-way player like Shohei Otani. Not even close. Did the Yankees, do you think they should have thrown those prospects in to get Luis Castillo over Frankie Montas? Yes, yes, but to be fair, the Mariners really sent over a hell of a package. So much so that I think the Mariners really kind of set the market where this is where the expectation is. And I think that's what led to, among other things, like the fact that we still have the qualifying offer because the CBA was officially, quote unquote, finished this week. Uh, That's why you got a guy like Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ that weren't traded. Crazy. I, I. Do you, do you agree with the Cubs doing that? Not no, they're to... stupid. They have no idea what they're doing, and they're directionless. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. They're just Thank throwing you. things at a wall. It's driving me I nuts. said that last week, and I got ridiculed up the wazoo for that. By game. who? who what, who's anyone, who's by watching? Who? Who, did who I the hell's watching this going like, man, there's a plan? There is sure as hell ain't a plan. No, I want there to be a plan. It's it's the uh, the Cubs' new front office. They, I don't know what their plan is at this point. Nope. So it actually leads into my next question, well, too. So is there a team that was a buyer and a team that was a seller that you think underwhelmed the most that should have done more at the trade deadline? Uh, Baltimore Orioles. They gave away a couple of players, and this team's one game out of a playoff spot, man. I, I wanted them to go for it. We got an extra playoff spot, and you never know what can happen, man. We got Trey Mancini down in Houston, which really sucks because I don't want to root for Houston, and I can't root against Trey Mancini and Dusty Baker. These are two of the most adorable people in Major League Baseball history. I want them to succeed. Now I have to hope the Astros win a World Series for those two to succeed. I feel conflicted, but this is life. <laughs> <laughs> when I give me your top five best teams right now, one being the best and five being the worst, obviously for top five, you would put as World Series odds right now. Dodgers are one. Houston Astros are two. New York Mets are three. San Diego Padres are four. New York Yankees are five. Okay. 
Mm, Yankees are five. You're really you're on this Padre train. Yes. Yes. Like they're doing they're they're by the way, they've been maintaining, by the way, this entire season holding a playoff spot in arguably the toughest division, not only in the National League, but make arguably would say major league baseball. Because as much as we want to sit there and look at the Rockies and be like, oh, the Rockies suck. Rockies don't suck. Rockies are actually not bad. Same with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They swipe mm-hmm. away a lot of victories, especially if you're playing in the the gambling sphere. Um, but the, yeah, the, that, that division watching the Padres do what they've done all season long. And now they add Juan Soto. And now they're about to finally, for the first time this year, play with Fernando Tatis Jr. With that pitching staff. Also Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, they, uh, Blake Snell has been pitching pretty decent as of late. And as of right now, they only need Blake Snell to pitch like a number four. They got Sean Mania who's been having himself one hell of a season. I mean, this is just, this team's pitching staff is deep and now adding to their bullpen a josh hater you never know what this team can really i was do. gonna ask you are you concerned about hater the last few addings i mean not any more concerned about him as i am any other closer in the game this has been a weird year i mean look at clay holmes like you mentioned he's all of a sudden he went from the best yeah, closer in baseball to then looking like he's never picked up a ball in his life i mean it's just you've seen the same thing in atlanta with uh kenley jansen kenley Jansen could be as shaky as the next guy there are no real closers this year with the exception of Edwin Diaz and man, who else that's really gone out there. That's an automatic three outs because even on the Dodgers side, they have uh Kimbrel. Kimbrel's not an automatic three outs. No, he's, he's not what he's he not an automatic to. one out at this rate. Yeah. He'll get it out. I'll give, I'll give the Cubs credit for that. They fleece the White Sox in that trade, but beyond that, no. So I actually wanted to ask you because you mentioned the closers. I've always had this way of thinking that the actual concept of the closer will die out in the next two, three years. Can you kind of see that already happening? It's kind of already happening, but I don't think the actual role is going to be gone. I think it's just going to be kind of a utility role. Dodgers have been doing that model now for like the last couple of years where Jansen was kind of moved out of it a little bit, and it's been by committee. Trinan would uh, close out some games. Gratterall would close out some games. And then, of course, you had Kenley Jansen closing out games. And other teams that will do that as well, but right now the surefire – uh, you know, closers right now. Edwin Diaz, he's a closer. You don't, you don't want anybody else throwing that ninth. But Best Edwin entrance Diaz right in now. baseball too, right now. I love it, love right. it. Not my, it's, not my favorite closer entrance of all time, but no. it's, it's a good one. I, I mean, even Pat McAfee even alluded to it. And Pat McAfee never talks baseball. Pat McAfee was like that dude when he comes in. He's like, I got to go to City Field now and watch that entrance. I think they're so. trying to get the trumpet guy to the game, Timmy. Trumpet they are or whatever he's his name. coming. So. Timmy Trumpet sure. is coming August 28th against the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about the Field of Dreams game. Uh, you know, you're tr- they're trying to grow the game. The Field of Dreams idea is a, it's a great concept. I understand you have two historical franchises in the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs in this game. Great. But you should have known probably before the year that these two teams were probably going to be on the rebuilding side. And then you also have the game during the week. Is, isn't that not a way to grow the game at this point? Shouldn't you do it on like a weekend or a holiday weekend and have teams that are top-notch teams out there like the Astros, like you said, or the Padres? Some interesting teams that people, people are going to – not that the Cubs and Reds, I don't have disrespect for them, Cody, but let's call it like it is. This year, they both – they suck. Yeah. Uh, both these teams suck. Uh, d- does this grow the game? No, I didn't expect this. Field of Dreams is a terrible movie. Stop pretending that it's a good movie. This game doesn't move the needle 
at all. I, I mean, all it's making me do is like, yeah, okay, cool. The Reds jerseys are cool. There's no stars in this ball game. Last year, I got Yankees and White Sox. And this go around, we're sitting here looking at, quite frankly, two teams battling it out for last place in the worst division in Major League Baseball. Could they have planned this better? Yes. Should they have maybe planned more than one game? Yeah. Why aren't they? Quite frankly, the White Sox would have been a better choice than this. I understand going with the Cubs, but if you're going to do another historic franchise, you know, I guess the Reds, but knowing after what they were going to be doing this offseason, yeah, I would have rather seen a Dodgers, Rocket Brooklyn Dodgers uniform in there. I'd rather, I would have rather seen the Kansas City Royals go up there wearing some like Kansas City Monarchs unis. That would have been so cool. Yeah, I would have liked it's that. Unique. Would, yeah, give me something like that, but just giving me the Reds. I mean, Joey Votto, yeah, but. This would have this would have meant something to me in 2007. This matchup, but unfortunately, it's 2022, and we got to get ourselves some better ball games. And midweek, it seems like this would have been a perfect setting for an Apple Friday night game of the week. And for whatever reason, we're doing it on Thursday with the two worst teams in baseball. I just no, simply no, no. don't get it. We get Mets Phillies tomorrow. I got to watch that on Apple TV again. Great, that's. <laughs> before we let you go how can the fans reach out to you on social media you know best way to find me is just on twitter you can find me there at decker six you can also find me on instagram anti-hero baseball i usually post all the shows that i'm going to be doing um been hosting bally sports live on the line uh, uh nationwide on television for the last couple of weeks in fact i'll be in chicago live at the studio hosting that all week long next week uh noon eastern time on uh, bally sports you can also watch on the valley's app if you guys want to watch that not to mention my show in 670 the score in chicago and like you said bet for the cycle on betql network and my podcast with John Heyman and Tony Gwynn Jr., Big Time Baseball, not to mention my other show, BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. And tomorrow will be a bunch of BetMGM home run prop picks throughout the weekend. Follow them on social medias and see that. And quite frankly, I haven't slept in months. So I got to tell you, before we let you go, I love to see a baseball debate with your energy and Mark DeRosa's energy, just the two of you going at it back and forth. Mm, Mark DeRosa can't hang with that, but I will tell you, (laughs) this is what Mark DeRosa can hang with. That guy's got the best hairline in sports these days. (laughs) You know what? Someone talked to me about Mark DeRosa about a month ago. He's like, yeah, I played with Mark. Mark was kind of a quiet, shy guy. And now I see him on MLB Central every day, and he's just the most talkative guy. I'm like, Mark DeRosa was a quiet shy guy this guy's like made to be a morning show host if he's not a morning show host on he, was, Network, he was interviewed for the met job the met manager job a couple years ago. yeah the guy is just look at him he's got he's got the looks he's got the jawline he's got the he looks like every he looks like a 80s like villain in like a wall street movie i was just gonna <laughs> like he, like he looks like, like he's like the guy that's being your friend but like he's also like taking your house <laughs> he's that he basically he's the irs that's what it's <laughs> a little bit yeah oh god he'd be such a great villainous irs guy which is amazing because he seems adorable which is why he seems that's why he'd be so good that's that's why hannibal lecter is so scary because he seems so he fine seems, before he I eats know. you <laughs> on that note cody listen don't be a stranger we'd love to have you on again if you're in listen if you're in new york you go to mets dodgers you should go to old timers day that saturday That'd be a good game to watch for Metso Timers Day. I don't think I'm going to be in New York that day, but if I was, I would be there for that. And I'm looking forward to that New York Dodgers series, man. This is uh, this is going to be a heavyweight battle. I'm looking forward to it. Cody, thanks so much, man. Have a good night. All right, be good. No problem, Thank guys. You so much, the great Cody Decker, ladies and gentlemen. That was fantastic. We got a lot, you know. So to me, um, that was. Uh, 
you know, Cody, he really did great, Speedy. That was an yeah. awesome get, by the uh, way. I know, I'm, I'm sorry everyone missed that. Errol and him would have we'll, had a ball. We'll get him on, we'll get him on again maybe before you the You got to get him season. on again, yeah. because I would love – But am I wrong when I say a debate between him and Mark DeRosa with the two of their energy together on TV would not be awesome? Yeah, no, it definitely would. I, I, All right. I, I would definitely we, like to let's see read that. The, let's, let's read the comments and hear how many insults I got during an interview. I'm curious. All right. So we got uh, – Wait, you're already laughing, so that means I got 20 of them. Um, We got – Carl saying longest lead up to a question ever. <laughs> Where is the question? Uh, Michael okay, Laramore says. Carl uh, insults me at least once, even though I'm so friendly with Carl. But... Uh, Michael Laramore in the uh, Buck versus Dave Roberts uh, discussion said Bucks hands down this year. Uh, Carl says blasphemous comment. DeGrom possibly the best we've ever seen. Ha 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 ha. Uh, hello, uh, er- Errol coming in. Uh, hello, bitches. LOL. I'll be there soon, ladies. Uh, Josh, play with yourself. Speedy's a lady in disguise. And Josh. Wait, Errol wrote all that? Errol wrote all that. So he must be on. Oh, that's good. Back. He's trying to be. A, he's trying to join in on the. And uh, Jeff says more Josh, less Errol. So he actually praised you. For, you got a Thank praise you, from Jeff. Jeff. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I didn't really. I wanted to get a little more into with Cody about the Red Sox, um, and 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 what was going on with them, but I, maybe Carl was just upset because Cody agreed with my comment about the Cubs last week. Maybe that's that's maybe that's what it is, you know. Could be that, right? Did I not say that, Speedy? That was yeah. a mistake. Oh, training. of course. No, the, the Cubs went from they were rebuilding nicely to all of a sudden they got they got their they championship. Signed Marcus well, yeah, they, they what the it. hell? But even so, like they were doing the process right in order to get the get get the the core pieces of their World Series team. Like they traded for all those guys, a lot of them, and they home grew their guys. Like it seemed like they were doing it the right way. Then all of a sudden they're doing it wrong when they actually have to trade those guys away. But then Speedy, but then at the same time, a week after Strowman signs with the Cubs, he's already talking about where his next, des- next destination is going to be with the mm-hmm. Giants. How oh, he loved to play with the Giants. Uh-huh. I'm like, bro, you just signed with the Cubs last week. Yep. Really? <laughs> all right. You want to go to a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll, we'll uh, finish up. You want to keep going? Let's keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll go all to right, break. Let's do we'll it. we'll, we'll so, go to break uh, when, once Errol comes back. Yeah. So at 1025, we'll go to break. Errol should be here at that point. Um, what I've I what I found interesting, and and I was, like I said, do I really think the Mets are going to sign? Everybody? I tease people with that all the time. You know that, Speedy. I don't think the Mets are going to sign everybody all the time. That's that's not. They're not going to do that. I need to. It's interesting because Errol and I have both said that Judge is going to the Giants, and then Cody agreed with us too. Yeah, it seems like almost like a foregone conclusion because he grew up in California, grew up a Giants fan that that is where he's going to end up. And I get what Cody's saying, that in two and a half years, the Yankees will go after Juan Soto. That's fine, but two and a half years is not next year. So what the hell do the Yankees do next year? Like, do you resign Benatendi? And, like, who is a free agent out there for outfield that they could go after next year? Like, who is – is there a guy out on the market that really can get – Give you the numbers because for Yankee fans to say that they don't need Aaron Judge, I feel like you're lying to yourself. You, that's like me saying, "Oh, the Mets don't need Pete Alonso," or the you know the, another team like the Cardinals don't need Paul Goldschmidt, or the Dodgers don't need Trey Turner. 
Yes, the daughters do. of all kinds of luxuries. Who knows? Well, the Dodgers are a bad example. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> the Dodgers are a bad example. The Dodgers okay. are the deepest team in like any sport I've ever seen. Okay. It's like insane. Uh, uh, it's like the Astros don't need Jordan Alvarez. Correct. It's like that. Yeah. You, yes, they do. They do. They, they, uh, if the if the Mets or the Astros or the Cardinals don't have those guys, it, it's it, it's a killer for them. Now – in the wake of what happened last year with the Braves, when they lost to Cunha, everybody said the season is melting, it's over. Their trade deadline acquisition acquisitions worked out. Made up for the combined production. They yeah. did. Yeah. Now, I can tell you firsthand, I don't think the Braves anticipated them winning a World Series last year. No. No, definitely not. But to me, if you don't think the Yankees need Aaron Judge, and there's no replacement at all, Then that's that you're lying. You are lying to yourself. I didn't even get to ask Cody about the thoughts on Garrett Cole recently. Uh, Garrett the, Cole's year, his year is near above three three and a half now. By the way, we have uh we have Jeff on the phone. Oh, goody. Boys, terrific job tonight. This show is just a cut above from where it normally is. I don't know what it is, but you two, there's something really there. Speedy, <laughs> great job. Just so much better tonight. I wouldn't worry too much about the Mets. The Mets, as I've been saying all year, are the best team in New York. They may not get the love, but they are the best in New York. I'll give you a stat that, that proves it for you, for you two Mets fans. Did you know since June 24th, the Yankees are 19 and 23? The Diamondbacks, the Royals, the Reds, and the Cubs oh, all yeah. have a better record than the Yankees over that span. Wow. Objectively, I did not see that. A good baseball team. Well, I would have never thought the Reds not. and the Cubs. <laughs> Well, think, think about this. Think about this. The Dodgers now have a new legend, Joey Gallo, the legend of Joey Gallo. Right? That's what I He's said. Pairing it up in Los Angeles. Why? Because he doesn't play for that trash organization in the Bronx. I, I saw something. I think Joey Gallo, as a player, has a better combined record than any team. <laughs> it was like, Joey Gallo imagine, is the happiest man on the planet. The guy gets to wake the, up and look at a beach every day. Yes. <laughs> Imagine since June 24th, the Royals, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Cubs all have better records than the Yankees. Let's face it, boys, they're not a good team. The Mets are. The Mets now own New York. And you just took out the Braves. That series was terrific, right? You just shit-clearing the Red Sox. Heck them out of Fenway Park. The Mets are the best team. They are. Now, I want to ask Jeff this. If the Mets are playing the Dodgers, who would you pick in that series? Uh, Jeff, he was asking you if you were to take the Mets or the Dodgers in a playoff series right now. Right now, I'm taking the Mets for the same reason that I that I uh, had said before. The You're going to have DeGrom pitch twice and Scherzer pitch twice. Basically, every time those two guys take the mound, you win. You almost don't need anything else from your starters. Take all the other starters, throw them in the bullpen, Right. And, and, and let's face it, is Edwin Diaz not the best closer in baseball? And if oh, he's not the best closer, in, or, but if he's not the best closer in baseball, he easily has the best walkout song in all of baseball. <laughs> and that's what happens. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I got to. Ask Jeff if is he watching? He's watching Patriots Giants tonight. I know he is. Uh, Josh is asking if you were caught any of the Patriots Giants preseason. I have. It has been just a disaster. 
both sides <laughs> both sides look terrible but in fairness not many people have played tonight right like no one's a, like all of the patriots starters did not play and only a handful of giants the giants all, uh, the giants did their first two drives so that was it and then their defense was even kind of mixed too they were kind of experimenting with the young secondary with the front seven starters and kind of vice versa the one thing i liked was uh darian beavers played very well tonight at linebacker for the giants yeah you well, know there's there's a couple of guys that have stood out that have had decent performances uh, I, I'll speak to the Patriots side of the ball. I'm sure Speedy has, will will take care of the Giants, but Tyquan Thornton looked pretty good at wide receiver. Anthony Jennings was pretty good at yeah, at, uh, at linebacker. I mean, there's there's been some dudes that have that have had good games that needed to. By the way, guys that you know, fringe players that need to make the team. You know, so listen, we'll see. Yeah. It's the first game of preseason. Yeah. I don't Speedy, I want you to ask up because I am leaving in like two or three minutes. Is he disappointed that I'm leaving in like three minutes and Errol's coming in in like five minutes? All right. Uh, Josh's last question because he has to go very soon. Are you disappointed that he has to leave in like three minutes and then Errol's coming back in? <laughs> yeah, no. I, the show right now, electric. It's only going to get worse <laughs> in about four minutes, right? It's only going downhill from him. Right? Because he's going to come in and he's going to talk about, oh, it's no big deal. Wait till the playoffs. But right now, the Diamondbacks, the Royals, the Reds, and the Cubs since June 24th all have a better record than the Yankees. I did they see objectively that. are not a good baseball team. Let's face it. They stink. And they deserve to. They have the worst fans in all of baseball. Did you see them throwing things all the time? They are just horrible people, Yankee fans. Horrible people. I love the people in Flushing, Queens. Those are real New Yorkers. Yes, from the word, wise words of Curtis Granderson. He said that the moment he signed. Yeah, well, right. I mean, That's what I'm saying. The Mets are for the people. The Yankees are for the corporations. And that's what Errol likes. He likes blowing corporations. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Arrow was here to hear this. The show's honestly going to lose some zip. It's going to lose its fastball the minute that weirdo walks in. You know, <laughs> it's going it, to, it has pop. It has electricity right now. It's got two great Mets fans, and we're going to lose one of them here in a couple of minutes. It's sad, really. Where does he think Judge is going to end up? Where do you think Aaron Judge is going to end up? Just as last, last question. He's staying a Yankee. They don't let guys like that walk. You're going to hear from that idiot Errol that, oh, he's the, that's the biggest story where he's the, they're in the middle of a pennant race and Yankee fans like that idiot think the biggest story is where Aaron Judge is going to be next year. This is why the Yankee fans don't deserve nice things because they're having a great season, but yet they're concentrating on next year. I hate these people. I hate these people. They're horrible people, Yankee fans. I hate horrible. these people. See, like, more people need to be like Mets fans. They are enjoying the season. It's going well. They're staying in the moment. And that's the way it should be. Not these idiots worried where Aaron Judge is going to be next year. This season hasn't ended. This I'm actually not done yet because Harold's not there. Let, let's, let's, let's get into – Jeff can hear this. Let's get into Garrett Cole and his spider tax situation. <laughs> he wants to- Josh was saying, oh, he wants to get into Garrett Cole post-Spider Tax situation. <laughs> Garrett Cole, is, is, is Garrett Cole the same as Kermit? <laughs> yes, we knew you were going to go there. <laughs> That's why I said <laughs> Kermit without the Spider Tax. What a piece of work that loser is, right? $38 million, and he's one of, he's, it's, it's not even close. It's not even objectively, it's not even debatable. 
He's the third best starter on his own team. It's the third best. Nestor Cortez I want, I is better than him all I wanted year. to get Jeff's thoughts on Dwayne Brown. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on Dwayne Brown signing with the Jets? Josh wants to know two years, $22 million. An old, fat loser who's going to get run over by everybody in the division. Mm. That old. was about as blunt as you, know, you could they get. They didn't want him to begin with. They wanted that fat pig in there, Mackay Becton. But apparently he's too busy at the buffet with Zion Williamson eating. So they went and got a 40-year-old. Uh, Errol continues to continues to troll Jeff in the comment section. Oh, uh, what is he saying? Uh, he says, "How about I get Tyler to knock you out all three fifty pounds?" Uh, hey, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I tried. He didn't show. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and how about you lick Brady ass on? And I hurt your feelings. Oh, you, uh, whatever that is, LMAO. And uh, oh, he hurt my feelings over Brady. Please, you're talking about a dude who goes on rants about Bill Belichick still because Belichick scarred him and he was still crying because Belichick should have been our coach, but he quit, right? Because of Jet fans like Errol. No one wants to be around Jet fans like Errol. They're all the worst people in New York. They are. So speaking of Tom Brady, we were trying to figure out, we heard that he was going to be stepping away from the team until August 20th. Do you have any more insight of why that wasn't happening? He just decided as a personal reason. Yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to venture an educated guess on this one that he made a commitment to his family when he had retired for those couple of months and right. they planned a trip, and that he's keeping his word there. I don't think the Buccaneers have any worries about him stepping away for three or four or five days, even a week, to go and do what he needs to do family-wise. Like It's not like it's a new playbook and he can't figure it out. It's not like he's not the best quarterback in the league. He is. He's been the best quarterback in the league for 20-something years, right? So let him be with his family. What does he need the first preseason game for? What, to try to get hurt? Get out of here. Speedy, is he here? No, he's not. Uh, Errol also says maybe the Jets should bring you in as a, as a mascot, Jeff. I mean – Maybe that would be the one good thing. But, you know, their human mascots all quit on them. Didn't Fireman Ed quit? Yes. Yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's how bad the Jets are. Loyal fans like Fireman Ed quit. That's how terrible that organization is. So you're, if you're asking me how Dwayne Brown's going to do, they're even making their fans quit. So you ask yourself if this is going to be a good move. Errol kept stroking off Carl Lawson this whole time. Has Carl Lawson even played a single snap with the Jets? Not yet. No, he hasn't. But that's all you hear Errol talk about. Oh, Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson still never played a snap, but he loves Carl Lawson for some reason. But you see, this is also why, as a Jeff fan, you know, Jeff could probably, you know, hear what I'm saying with this. I don't put any stock into this franchise anymore. I now go in with the attitude of, and again, if they have a great season, it's a great surprise. If they have a bad season, I could say, well, I told you so. I'm not surprised anymore. I've been scarred too much by this organization to have – I have no more trust issues with – I have no more I – have, I have you a lost ton of faith. trust issues with them. I have a ton of trust issues with them. Sorry. Because, listen, as great as Zach Wilson could be, like all I do is hear how great he is in practice and this and that. Oh, what a throw. And I see a highlight video, and it's great. It's wonderful. I'd like to see him do that on the field consistently. 
So that's what Josh was mentioning how he just lost faith in the Jets just because they have the hype all the time and then they lose. The, the, they still have the longest playoff drought in the NFL right now, and you could only they, rave over so many highlights. I mean, it's so depressing. Listen, My wife I, is like, I'm not a Jets fan, but I will tell you about uh, one winning streak that I do know of that the Jets have. Yes, yeah, I know what you're going to bring up, Jeff. Longest I, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not that. It, the Jets have won three straight games against the Dallas Cowboys. They oh, sure yeah. have. They sure have. So even if you think the Jets are bad and you think you've lost hope, just be grateful you're not a Cowboy fan. And Josh, I, I, I know, I don't think you were at the network yet at this point. Jeff did even say in 2019, the Jets win against the Cowboys in week five or whatever it was when Sam Darnold just came back or whatever it My was. My favorite win of the was year. his favorite win of the oh, entire he threw season. Oh, bomb to Robbie Anderson <laughs> yep. and he's still running to the end zone. Oh my that god! That 80-yard pass to Robbie Anderson still lives in my dreams. <laughs> I would have said the one where Ryan Fitzpatrick threw the ball to Kembrell Tompkins way back in like week 16 years ago, and they won it in overtime. That was another good one in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, J- Josh also brought up the uh, week 16 one against Dallas when Ryan Fitzpatrick threw the ball to Kembrell Tompkins. Yeah, I think I remember what you were talking about. I think that was a Saturday mm-hmm. night game or something like that. Yep. Late in the season and. <laughs> But I don't think I don't think Dallas was even in the playoff race that year. I think they, no, that, that was their bad season, huh? Kellen Moore was they starting never are though. When you're mentioning, oh, I don't think Dallas was in the playoff game. They never are. No, they no, no. I mean, I mean, like they were even like like we always make the joke. Oh, they're always eight and eight every year. Like I think they were even that was everyone got hurt. They were four and something that year. Four and eleven, I think, at that time. <laughs> they won't be anymore. Wait until Jordan Davis puts that Prescott's <laughs> foot on backwards. Oh. <laughs> Yes, uh, Jordan Davis, the new nightmare of the interior offensive lines for all the NFC teams. But it's not its not just that, though. He's not the nightmare of the interior line. He's going to take up two blockers each time, which is going to leave their outside guys constantly one-on-one. That's bad news for a lot of teams. They got two good outside rushers there. Hmm. Yeah, they do. Now, the, the Eagles have always had a, a great defensive line depth. It's just a matter of uh, getting those guys stay healthy has been their big issue there recently. Last year, they didn't have a lot of sacks, surprisingly. They only had 29 as a team. But and every other year, they're, they've always been in the top, top 10 when it comes to sacks and run defense, too, especially. Um, we have an off-the-mat comment. Cowboys are fudge packers. I'm guessing that's Alex. That would be Alex. <laughs> I don't know, if, unless it was somebody trying to pose themselves as Alex, which I wouldn't be well, surprised. That, was, that, that, comment, that, that, that comment one word can be confirmed him. by just looking at the beef. <laughs> so that comment's confirmed. That's an image. The band, the the band, the beef uh, mantra is shifting now to off the mat. Is that is that what oh, we're he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't want to be called the beef anymore. He wants to be called Pig Mike. Pig Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if Jeff likes me as a host so much, maybe he'll like my announcement tomorrow at six o'clock. So uh, Josh says, if if you like Josh so much as a host, you'll like your his announcement tomorrow at six p.m. Listen, if it's if the announcement is you replacing Errol, buddy, I don't know if you can hear, but I'm giving you the slow clap right now. No, I can hear it. Yeah, he, he said he could he, he could hear you. Just, uh, I'm giving you the slow clap. Uh, well, we we need to start a petition, Josh, to replace Errol. <laughs> Bam. Snuck says, oh. hashtag ban the beef with the beef emoji and pig Mike with the pig emoji. How much? How much longer yeah, before we get the ban Errol thing? 
I... How much longer is that before that starts happening? And, <laughs> and I get yelled at for that somehow. Now I get yelled at for that. Now, now Josh wants to know how many time, how long, much longer until the comment section is filled with ban arrow. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, we don't need the ban arrow. I mean, like we we love laughing at arrow. That's that's what clowns <laughs> are for. They're there to laugh at, right? The circus is in town when arrow comes in. Oh God. Ugh. Is he either yet speedy or he's not in yet? He is not in. He is not in. I mean, if you got to go, we'll go to break. Yeah, but. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go to break now. Um, first off, um, I do want to thank uh, the fans for listening tonight. I want to thank you, Speedy, of course, for bringing me back in tonight. I want to thank Arrow for letting me host tonight as well. Don't forget tomorrow at six o'clock. Um, it's gonna be a relatively short show tomorrow, Speedy. It's not gonna be very long. There's not gonna be much. Uh, content tomorrow with the wrestling show. There'll just be a couple of announcements we're going to make. And I'll do a little quick uh, spiel tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow you will hear the news and information of what is going to be happening for Off the Mat and what is happening for myself in the future. So tomorrow at 6 o'clock, you definitely want to tune in for that. Speedy, I'll keep you in the loop if I'm running late tomorrow as usual, which I probably will be because that's my thing. Um, One more comment before you go. Carl says I still need a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. Well, hey, before you go, Josh, go Mets, man. Let's go Mets. Best team in New York, huh? See, Let's I don't go, know. Man. Is Je- is Jeff being sincere? Do you think, Speedy? From a no, no, he's day? he's been saying this for the last uh, at least two, three months. I don't know. Was it Jeff? Did you start that with the whole with my whole tattoo bet thing? Is that be- what it is? Or? Be- beginning of the year, I said Mets were the best team in New York. Beginning of the beginning year. Beginning okay. of the year. Gotcha. Beginning of the year. Tell me. And they swept the Yankees, Garrett Cole is so good. And Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah? Well, the Mets got polar bear power, and they got a mariachi band coming out of the bullpen. What's up now? <laughs> <laughs> Carl, uh, Carl says, announcing you have off the Mets t-shirts. And then, yes, Carl still wants his t-shirt. Yeah, get Carl his uh-huh. t-shirt. That's like says, let's go, Matt. This is not a Josh problem. Let's go, Matt, baby. Look at him. He's into it. Wait, so did Jeff put money on the Mets to win the World Series? Did you put money on the Mets to win the World Series? Josh wants to know. No, I didn't do that because I don't don't bet baseball that way. I bet baseball daily because it's such a long season. You could lose important people. But I may put money on the Mets now because, honestly, the Mets now have a folk hero. An absolute folk hero. How about the Vogel bus? Yes. What a, what a majestic I call him. I call him Big he the spirit, uh, He's the new spiritual leader. <laughs> I mean, if, if he doesn't look majestic as he rounds the bases, I don't know who does. Yep. It, it's, a, it's the best showcase of base, of, of base running since Bartolo Colon's double in St. We Louis. Talk about, it's so funny. We talk about him. But this Hello. is what I'm saying. I mean, the the Mets have the chemistry right now. They're, they're all gelling together. Right, they're all happy to be there. Francisco Lindor finally coming on a little bit, huh? Go with Francisco, get hot. Mm-hmm. He, he has eighty something like RBIs Aikman now. Looking I think, like a thirty yeah. home run hitter, even though he only averages ten a season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Alex also says Speedy should get a tattoo of Mister Met on his ass. That's not the bet, Alex. The bet is I'm getting a polar bear. A polar bear. You are, wait, are you actually going to get a tattoo polar of a polar bear, bear if they win the World Series? Yeah, that, that was the bet. Yeah, uh, that's what I have to do. Correct. It is a polar bear tattoo. You can go to my tattoo. Let's course. go Mets, man. I, I love it. Best team in New York. Success. You know, like, yeah, good. You don't see stats like you don't see stats like I just gave you about the Yankees. You don't see stats like that about about the Mets. The Mets have been a consistent team all year. Terrific, and they were being threatened by the Braves, 
they took on that threat, right? And they came up huge in that series. What did you see from the Yankees this last weekend? You saw them fold in Seattle without Seattle's best player. Snake says Vogelbach almost floated to see rounds in cases. <laughs> I love Vogelbach. And they have Kishovin for next season, too. Yep. The spiritual it's leader. It's funny because if you squint when you watch Vogelbach round the bases, you'd swear you could almost see Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anybody know how Tyler's doing? Who knows at this rate? Uh, Stuck says. Probably the clan rally. <laughs> clan rally. <laughs> Uh, says Vogelbach versus Lyle at a foot race. Who do you think oh, would win, stop. Josh? Oh, stop it. Come on. Ugh. I do love Vogelbach, though. And see, but that's the thing, though, right? Is the Mets, everybody wanted the sexy name, right? They wanted the Wilson Contreras, the J.D. Martinez's, the Josh Bells. And, and Billy Epler said, no, 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 no. We're going to do this the... Um, we're, we're going to do this the analytic way where we're going to get a guy that has an OPS of their 900 against lefties, an OPS of 860 against righties, and a guy that plays great defense and is ha- and can also hit uh, righties at an 860 pace in Naquin. And we're just going to add those three guys. And Billy Eppers had his feet up on the table the last few weeks, man. He has proved a lot of fans wrong. I was upset that they didn't get a bullpen piece. I was too, yeah. Yeah, that was the part where I was upset. The lineup, I was fine with. Mm, me too. Lineup, I was totally fine with. The bullpen, uh, I was like, but maybe Givens figured it out after last hopefully. game. Maybe Givens figured it out. I mean, also, Joely Rodriguez is this magician, and he's striking out Ronald Acuna on three pitches. I mean, what the hell? Uh, this is a good one. Uh, Carl says, Vogelbach is the love, tile, love child of Tyler and Kyle Schwarber. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, combined speed? I don't know. Vogelbach definitely has also them beats. Is Jeff still well, on? I mean, he definitely got Tyler's oh, yeah. hips, though, didn't he? <laughs> Tyler's hips. But at least, at least Vogelbach is actually – he's an athletic guy. I mean, say what you – I know. You know it was the best showcase of, of, base, of base running for somebody that size since Bartolo Colon's how double. Long, how long and, and before look, they have his like, Met player shirt? Here's, here's the thing. A week ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Everyone, what was everyone talking about? Oh, the Yankees, big winners at the trade deadline. Oh, oh, but who were the losers? The Mets, big losers at the trade deadline, right? Well, look who's thriving now, and look who's failing. I gotta tell you, how so long trade deadlines don't necessarily mean anything because those players they got are not performing, and the guys the Mets had are performing. Mm. Let's go, Mets, baby. Right. I gotta tell you, I'm actually I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm gonna look one up. What are you looking up? I'm gonna look up a Daniel Vogelback <clears throat> Mets shirt. Oh, I'm sure there's something, <laughs> some great custom design for a Daniel Vogelback. Oh, I could. I just so tell Jeff that I bought my son his first Met jersey the other day, and it was a Max. Max Scherzer jersey. All right, uh, Josh wants to tell you, Jeff, that he actually bought his son, his uh, his his young child, the uh, his first Mets jersey. And he was a Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer jersey. Perfect choice, perfect, just exquisite choice in jerseys. If you know you why? Also, and tell him because when he out, 
when he outgrows it, he's not going to be on the team anymore. So it's perfect. <laughs> he also says when he outgrows it, Max Scherzer won't even be on the team anymore because it's, your son is over, what, a, a year that, and fine. nine, months. That, nine that's months. That's fine. It's still great to have the jersey of the World Series winning pitcher. Oh, my <laughs> God, go. Jeff. It's a momentum. Right? Like like, you uh, know what you need to do? You need to go out and buy your kid a Kermit the Frog puppet. Right? <laughs> that's what you need to do, right? So you can you can distinguish for your child the difference between an actual baseball player and a Muppet. Well, it looks like Errol has arrived. Oh, my and, God. And honestly, Speedy, here's the next thing I need for the Mets. We need to get Jerome Bettis to City Field so we can actually have the Vogel bus thing come together. Oh, my God. Oh, Errol's here. Yes, he is. He has arrived. So let's we're gonna go to a quick break. Jeff, thank All you right, for calling. Everybody, thank I, you so I, I much. Knew I smelled something. <laughs> we're gonna go to a quick break, guys. Thank you so much for letting me on tonight. Check out off the mat tomorrow at six p.m. Have a good night, everybody. Sports Live Mouse continues right after this. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouse. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Live Mouse. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy Petey. 631-676. What is it? 3108? Uh-huh. Oh, I got it right. There finally. you go. Go to a website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, I would like to thank Josh for filling in for me today. I really appreciate it. It's, it's been a busy, busy week, and I actually uh, did a friend a favor. He, he's a DJ. If everybody remembers Vinny Rubo, who's a part of our network, he is a DJ. His girlfriend's mother, I mean, gr- girlfriend's father passed away. So uh, I went to help him out. I filled in for him. So there you go. Um, I, I did a party. It was a sports uh, a sports event. Happy to be here, but thank you to Josh for really uh, filling in for me. Uh, he's been a real big help, and, and he's good. I, I also saw that we uh, had a pretty good guest on a today. Very good guest. I loved Cody Decker. He was a great, great guy. I didn't realize he was a former player either. He gave a lot of good stories with that, too, and a lot of great analysis, great personality. We'll, we'll get definitely Cody get, on. Yes. get him on before the season ends. I, I definitely would like to interview him and actually yeah. have a conversation. You, yeah, you, you would definitely have fun with him for sure. But, uh, yeah, I saw Josh. You guys had a good interview. And yeah. I, I was watching it while I was working, but uh, shout-out to Vinny Rubo. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his girlfriend's father passed away, and uh, he was – Suffering from Alzheimer's. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And then I saw uh, some fat plop like Jeff. Start with me when I am not on, ladies and gentlemen. He tries to attack, but he doesn't know when to not attack. And you want to know something? I'm here, Jeff. And anytime you want to call me and you want to attack me and troll me like you do, well, oink, oink, baby. And, and Dwayne Brown is fat and, and it's sl- Dwayne Brown was a pro baller last year, okay? A pro bowler. How many Patriots were pro bowlers last year? Offensively. Offensive line. How many pro bowlers came from the Patriots? Um, a lousy goose egg. So he he, ta- he attacks Dwayne Brown because he signs with the Jets because he's 37 years old, who's still at the top of his game. Does that make sense? Hmm. 
Speaking of trolling people, well, they're not here. Uh, Alex comments, Josh likes pulling sticks from his ass. LOL. Probably does. Slug says, Vinny the Mush, who could forget him? And Carl says, Decker was great, minus the DeGrom is the greatest ever comment. Yeah, well, uh, shout out to Josh. Josh is good. But of course, and who's that, Jeff? Oh uh, yeah, Jeff's calling back. Oh, let's let's hear uh, let's hear the the big panda bear open his big fat mouth. <laughs> All right, Jeff, back for round two. You you want action? You got it, baby. How about them Yankees? How about them Yankees? How about them? How about them? They're how still them? How, they're still one on, on the on second in the American League, and what they're on a losing streak. Where? How about those Red Sox? Huh? Where are they? Yeah, listen, listen, where are they? Hold on, hold on. I've been telling you all year the Red Sox are terrible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You said that last year, too, and they still won. And then you you opened your big Sox fat terrible, mouth, like always. They They're terrible. They're terrible this year, right? But it, but at least we're not looking like the Yankees. Jeez, what happened out there in Seattle? You oh, guys didn't oh score a run for 20 uh, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, the middle of their lineup is practically gone. What are you talking about? Okay, they don't so have is, Anthony Rizzo. Now? They don't have Giancarlo Stanton. Rizzo played. Rizzo played. Rizzo? No, played. actually, Rizzo has been hurt. And he played Rizzo one played. game. He played Rizzo, one okay. game. He played oh, one so he game. Play. So now he did play. So now he did play. Whatever, Jeff. You're going to sit here and freaking open your big fat it's, mouth. And it's, always, and it's always about the who the Yankees are missing. Did you know Julio Rodriguez, the Mariners' best player, didn't play? He's been out He's since been the All-Star too. break. Right? So he didn't play either. So why is it just about the Yankees? The Mariners beat the Yankees, and they beat them terribly. Hey, great base running in extra innings. Hey, little slow clap for the Yankees base running, huh? Mm. Wow. Mm. Even starting with a guy on second, you couldn't get him home. Got yeah. shut out. I don't, I don't know. The Yankees are 30 games over 500. Oh, that's a lousy right. record. Right. That's because a lousy start, record. Because they started amazingly. Like, like unbelievable. Jeff, start. everybody knew that the Yankees weren't going to win every game and they were going to go on Did a slump. The they Did went you hear the stat I gave you? Did you hear the stat? What was the stat? What was the stat? Since June 24th, the Yankees are 19 and 23. And in that time, the D-backs, Royals, Reds, and Cubs all have a better record than the Yankees. Oh, my God. They're floundering. Oh, let's let's all give a big hand for the Yankees at the trade deadline. Oh, we've got so much better. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How much do you want to bet the Yankees have the best record in the American League by the end of the season? Yeah, they might, but they're going to get buried in the playoffs. Okay, whatever. Whatever, Jeff. Buried in the playoffs. Uh, I'll bury you in the playoffs. (laughs) I'll bury you. I need some bacon. And it's funny that you want to take credit for Dwayne Brown's Pro Bowl season last year. He was a Pro Bowler. Why? Because he didn't play for the Jets. (laughs) Yeah. Seattle is the greatest team either. Right. He was also stroking off Carl Lawson. How many snaps has Carl Lawson played for the Jets? None. Goose egg. None. But we stroke him off all the time. Yes, Carl. Uh, Carl mentions that Decker did say the Yankees could go out in the first round, so and what? they will. So and what? they will. well, well, technically they can't go out in the first round because they'll probably still. Well, no, they would have the, the buy. Well, it would be whatever right. their first division matchup right. would be. So it, it could be Seattle. Yankee, it could be Toronto. The Yankees aren't losing against any of them when he they play them in the divisional series. I, I, I can't wait. I, I bet you the Yankees go to the American League Championship. I'll, oh, I'll put pray, money on it. I pray Baltimore squeaks in and you guys lose to Baltimore. I want to see an Adley Rutschman home run to send you guys home. That okay. would be delicious. Yeah, that would be delicious. It'd be delicious if you shut the hell up. How's that? That would be terrific. It would be terrific. Oh, look at look at our Pro Bowl lineman, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, he played for Seattle. That's why he was a Pro Bowler. The Jets got the two best guys in free agency this this year. They got Dwayne Brown and the Kawan Alexander. Go look. They got the, 
hold on. Those are the two best guys I got. You're saying those are the two best players in free agency. They were the two Never best players that. available in free agency. Yep. I think he's talking post-draft. No, I think he's talking post-draft. No, 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 dude. No, they, post-draft, no. yes. Said, no, yes. No, you said in free agency. Since the fucking draft, you pain in the ass. You're because a pain in the, the ass. Because it's not the same. There were other. No, it's not a pain in the ass. It's because it's not the same. He didn't get a contract. He didn't get like money like J.C. Jackson money or uh, any of those other guys that got big contracts. Mm. He went. No one wanted him for a while. He's been sitting around. Who? Because everyone's like, who? Fat pig. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown was sitting around. He went to visit three other teams. You idiot. And he right, decided and all, to go and play for the Jets. No, they were all good. They're all playoff teams. Go look right, at who. They, go look at the teams right, that he, he was he looking at. Three teams, and they all said, "You're an old slug. Go play for the Jets." Uh, no, they did not. That's so much you know, buddy. That shows you how much you know. know. Yeah. I mean, if they had thrown the right money at him, he would have gone there. He wouldn't have had to wait around until the the, the last team wanted him. The last team wanted him. There were there yeah. were three other teams that wanted him, and all. Playoff teams. Listen, not not every team has genuine interest just because you got invited in. You know what, There's Jeff? Plenty of times you, you know get what you you you, you know what you are. You're just a troll. You open up your big damn mouth and you not, just not like to talk. Yeah, not you are. You troll. I, I, that's I what you do. That, you troll. What a juicy stat that was about the Yankees. Uh, yeah. You don't think that's a good? Oh challenge? my God, juicy stat. You'll always find something to attack the Yankees. But you know what? Here's the attack back to you. The Yankees are going to win the divisional game. And by the way. By the way, your Red Sox aren't going to be playing in the playoffs. They're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. They're actually awful. They've also had a run of bad luck. They had injuries, too. Trevor Story, T.K. Hernandez. Dude, Chris Sale, he's hurt a lot, and I get that that can be the knock. But that line drive off his hand is just the craziest way to get hurt, is it not? Yeah. Carl says, if playoff teams wanted him, why would he go to the Jets? Snug says. Oh, I got the answer for that. Good. I got the answer for that. Go ahead, say what Snug says. Uh, Snug says the Astros and Mariners won both won the season series versus the Yanks. Uh, Dwayne Brown blew it. He could have been a cowboy. And uh, says fair. And you, you want and you want the answer? Lincoln Tomlinson's one of his best friends. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. No, Lincoln Tom. Are you are you playing games? Or are you you just talking crap? No, no, no. Lakin Tomlinson, Dwayne Brown, no. and Donovan Mitchell all at a restaurant. Lakin Tomlinson is best friends with Dwayne Brown. That is a fact. There was a story online today. So you don't even know what you're talking about, Jeff. You talk so much crap. And everybody asks why he picked the Jets. I gave you the answer. Now you know the answer. That's it. Lakin Tomlinson and him are very close friends. That's it. Dwayne Brown That's is it. the key. He's He's the key. The Jets get five wins this year. Key. Hey, listen, two years, two two years consistently that he's played in every single game. And that's what the Jets need. Consistency. I agree. That is what the Jets need. They do need to, like, all joking aside, the Jets do get, uh, have guys that get injured, like, just craziness all the time. They do need guys that can, they can play every week. They, they need, need they need consistency. They haven't had it since the Brickashaw Ferguson. And and by the way, if anybody doesn't know, Dwayne Brown's probably moving to the left tackle position, and Font is moving to the right tackle position. That that was said in the article that I read too. Yeah. They're not positive I mean, yet. That makes sense. It, it's that not, makes that, sense. They're not positive yet, but it, it seems like that's what's going to happen because Dwayne Brown was a Pro Bowl player last year at the left mm. tackle position with Seattle. And remember, Seattle had a terrible left tackle for years. They brought <laughs> Dwayne Brown there, and he has been he he was there for two years, and he was very successful over there in Seattle. They, and by the way, 
Russell Russell Wilson was not sacked. He wasn't sacked last year one time on the left side. Not once last year when Russell Wilson played. Dwayne Brown, except for 2019, played in all every game of the last four years mm-hmm. and only missed four I, games I, in 2019. I think it's a good move moving him to, to left tackle. That's where I would move him. I wouldn't want a 37-year-old. Wow, Snug agrees with me here. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want a 37-year-old trying to block Matt Judon coming off that right side. He says, what's the best ability? Availability. Yeah, he tagged Jeff on there, that one. Wow. I was agreeing with him. Snug, using your saying it. against you, Jeff. What is it's this? Not using, it's not using it against me. I agree that he's a, he's a consistent piece that can stay healthy. I just said that that's what the Jets need, guys that I'm won't just get hurt. messing with you, Jeff. I'm just messing with you. You like to mess you know, with people. I'm just messing with you. I'm not. Listen, I've just been spitting facts. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, well the facts is, is I think that was a good move by the Jets. Bringing in Dwayne Brown. I think it's Brown. a decent move. I think it's a decent move. Um, I, I think when you when you look at the, the, the picture now, the Jets have really – and a lot of people believe the Jets – Absolutely boosted up their their offensive line doing making that move because now you have two guys that play played in the Pro Bowl last year. You got two of them, and you have Elijah Veritaker, who's a growing card in this league. McGovern was a top ten center in the league, and uh, you know Fon had one of his best years last year. So that oh, offensive boy. line is much better than it has been. This is the best offensive line the Jets have had really since. The Ferguson and Mangold years. Okay, hold on. Let, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Because you, you've said something similar to this before where you're like, oh, that's it. The Jets are going to have a great offensive line. No, I didn't say that. How can you I didn't not? say that. You did. I said, I said that this is the best offensive line the Jets have had. If it stays healthy, this could be as good or better than that Mangold-Ferguson line. Right, but you had said that before earlier in this year. You're like, this could be the best, you know, blow. And so now how are you calling it improved when they lost the guy that you really liked in Mekhi Beckham? I, I love him. And you want to know something? Mekhi Beckham it was, it was going to take a little bit of time to understand the right tackle position because he's a left tackle. So it would have taken him uh, still time to figure out what the position does and what he needs to do at the position. So Dwayne Brown is going to move to the left tackle position. He knows. And, and George Font knows the right tackle position because he's played the right pat- tackle position before plenty of times. So – to me, it benefits the Jets that maybe this year Makai Beckham has been hurt because the Jets are building, rebuilding right now. They got a bunch of young players. They're not going to win this year. Everybody knows. Even if they win nine games this year, it's not going to be enough to make the playoffs. It's going to be next year. And by the way, they signed Dwayne Brown not for one year, but for two. So they could bring Dwayne Brown back if Makai Beckham isn't 100% healthy and keep him there at the left tackle position if he has a good, another good season. And yes, he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-six. He'll be thirty-seven as the season starts. He'll be thirty-eight next year. And we've seen tackles last till they're forty. So it's not like Dwayne Brown you, can't play. How do you feel about your first-round pick from two years ago? He's going to be more spending more time in the buffet line than he will on the offensive hey, line. Hey, I, I think Makai Beckham and the New York Jets. The Jets are going to have to send him a chef. They have a bunch of them at you know at um, East Rutherford. Yeah, every team's got chefs. They yeah. don't need to send they, them to chefs. They, they just got to get them to show up to the facility and eat healthy. No, he he actually lives uh, he lives in Georgia. During, and and if if he's going to be out for the season, he's probably not living in Jersey. So what the Jets he need should. to should you should still make him be there and show up, and so he can learn and watch stuff. You don't want him just sitting at home. Well, he's got to recruit. He's got to rehab, bro. 
that knee that knee injury is worse than it was last year. The team, the team doctors can rehab him, dude. You want him at least, you know, watching film and hanging around the team. You don't want him just doing his own thing. That's the problem with Kyler Murray. You gotta get the dude film time. I I don't know. Listen, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I I do know this: the New York Jets are in a better position right now without Makai Beckham than with him. And that's that's what I'm gonna say. And now I I don't know. Listen, if Dwayne Brown stays healthy, and I believe he will, this this is a good move for the Jets. It was Makai Beckham gonna stay healthy all season long? Probably not. He hasn't been healthy since he's come into the league. Dwayne Brown for four years straight has been healthy, so the Jets need consistency. So if he could stay consistent and he could stay healthy, he'll he'll protect. Uh, Zach Wilson from his blind side, and maybe Zach Wilson has that breakout season like everybody expects him to, and and the Jets can move on. They don't have to look for a quarterback, and they can start building on trying to get into the playoffs every year and trying to win a championship, which they have not been in that situation really since the Rex Ryan era, and that wasn't saying much. That was all luck in some of the years. In 2000, I think, what was it, 2009, the first time they made the playoffs? Uh, with Rex Ryan went to the, the, the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm still they, amazed they beat the Chargers. They were very lucky to get into the playoffs. They could thank Indianapolis for getting them because Indianapolis lost their, I think, their last last game. Right, or yeah, to the Jets. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And, and they were undefeated. Why, I think they were 13-0. and 0. And that's why the Jets got into the playoffs right. because they sat a lot of players. The Jets would have never went to the AFC title game. If that happened, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. I think that year, too, it was funny because the Jets were able to clinch because of that. And then they were able to let the Bengals win to keep, I think it was the Texans out I remember or something like that. I, yeah. I remember it very well. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it wasn't. Uh, watching the Jets in those years of Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan has been probably the most successful coach the Jets have had. Really, since the 60s, the 70s. Decades, yeah, yeah. Decades. It's been a long time. And, and every Jet fan and every single press person wanted to throw him out and kick him out. Five years and I he know, was Parcells gone. Parcells had some good years there. He just left too yeah, early, I think. He, he did. Parcells had, he, he took over the team, I think, in 96. Something like that. It yeah. was 96. And he was there from 96, 97, and 98. After 98, he was done. Three years Parcells was there. No, it had to be after that because the, the the Patriots, Patriots Super Bowl made, against Green Bay was ninety six, so it might have been the next no, was, year. No, it was ninety seven. Oh, ninety seven. Okay, all right. So, but yeah, wait, so it would have been. Wait, it was wait, the ninety no, six. It, it no, was ninety six. So that's the ninety six season. Yeah. yeah. So I think the next year after that, he went to the Jets. It was ninety six, right. ninety seven, and ninety eight, wasn't it? Yeah, he was there. No, 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 no. He. He was still with the Patriots in 96. Right. Dude, I have the ticket. I okay. can send you a picture of the I ticket. I believe you. I believe the, you. I, the, I... the Patriots played in 97 against the Jaguars, but that's in January. So that was their last game. So he probably, he had to have started in 97. 97. So 97, 98, 99, he was there. He was there for three years. And then he left. So And, and, and then the greatest coaching move in the history of the league took place. Yeah. Bill Belichick gets a job and then completely ditches them. You know, but whatever. Uh, nevertheless, it, it happened. It is what it is. But, again, the Jets have not had a successful coach. Now, Robert Sala could really change this, and it could could turn into a very you know a very good five, six years now. We'll see. Robert Sala's got to prove that he can coach, and that's something that he hasn't done yet. Last year was, to me, a debacle. The second half of the season, he started coaching better. Zach Wilson wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He was being consistent. He made some really good throws. I want to see consistency. Now he's there's no excuses for Zach Wilson anymore. There is none. He's got the wide receivers. He's got playmakers, Garrett Wilson. He's got Elijah Moore. He's got Denzel you can't Mims. Do that. That's ridiculous too, man. What? 
You can't say he's got the receivers. You don't know what Garrett Wilson's going to be yet. Well, you don't know. What I've heard, he's high, flying on the field right now. So great, I know. Uh, practice, terrific. Yeah, but he, he, listen, he, he's a playmaker, and and that's look. Tyquan Thornton looks amazing, and he looks fast on the Patriots. If you put field. Garrett no Wilson with Patrick Mahomes, Garrett Wilson's a star. And if if Zach Maybe, Wilson, you don't know and that. if yes, yes, I do because Zach Garrett Wilson's fast. If if Zach Wilson wants to prove himself, the quarterback makes everybody around him better. The great quarterbacks do that. We've seen just that because, all just the time. Because you're fast doesn't make you a great player. And and putting him with Mahomes because he's fast makes him a great player isn't true either. Look at Nicole Hardman. Is he a great player? Nicole Hardman he, wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't a he wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't a top ten pick. He was what? A fourth round pick? He was a second round pick that should have been a fourth round pick. Okay. My Hardman is not Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was some people declared him the best wide receiver in this year's draft. Okay, there's no way, there's no comparison to him. Okay, and Garrett yeah, Wilson needs to get it. You just said you just said he's fast, so so he's got great hands too. Great. How many times did he drop the ball last year? He don't drop the ball. He's got to get, get Zach Wilson's got to get on the field and make everybody around him better. If he doesn't do that, this will be the last season Zach Wilson is going to be starting for the New York Jets. I can guarantee it. He will not be the Jets quarterback next year. He will not. After, after all the moves that Joe Douglas made, he, he practically rebuilt that offensive line. He rebuilt it. He gave, them, he gave them two pro bowlers. Two, not one. Two pro bowlers on that line. Two of them. George Fon, who he brought in, had a sensational year last year. Not a big fan of his. Sensational. And then he drafted Elijah Vera Tucker, who was the second best guard in all of football in the second half of the season. And McGovern, who was a top 10 center. Can't stay healthy, but he was a top 10 center when he was on the, on the field. There's no argument, no rhyme or reason. If Zach Wilson doesn't show up every single week and makes the throws and throws interceptions, he will be gone. After this year, right? But that's right. But that's all, well. He could be gone after this year because of next year's draft. Yeah, that, so that's that, what I'm saying. Right. Well, so that's that what I'm could saying. Be true. But here's the problem with your expectations of Zach Wilson is he's already put some film out there, and a lot of people have those sophomore struggles because now people already do have a little bit of a game plan for him. So the defense You're is right. harder for him. You're right. So, so saying like, oh, he, oh, he's but I, I've got an answer for you. Is, I got an answer for you. You have you have no question. You have video and all that other stuff, and you can you watch him. Zach Wilson had nobody to throw to last year. He had nobody. He had Still nobody. Better. He had nobody to throw to. All right. He was throwing to Braxton Berrios last year. That was his Braxton number Berrios one target. Best receiver. No. Braxton Berrios best receiver out there right now. Who on the Jets? No. He's yeah, not. I, listen, we don't know what Garrett Wilson's going to be. He could be great. Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore is the best wide receiver they have. Okay, uh, okay, I'll give you that one. But Barrios, second best right now. He's but I, than, he's I, I, right now, Davis, right, he's right now, better than Davis, right now, millions of dollars too. He, he's gone after this year. He's gone well, after yeah, this oh, year. Great signing. They, they're not going. Even if he has a good season, he's gone. Well, he wasn't bad yeah. until he got hurt last year. He had five hundred before he got hurt. He had five hundred yards and he had what five touchdowns, four, four, touchdowns. Four, four touchdowns. That's not a he's bad a season. If he played the full season, he would have had eight touchdowns and probably a thousand yards. That's not a bomb, Jeff. That's bomb. not a bomb. 
And if he could stay healthy this year with the players that they have, the Jets could be very fun to watch offensively. And they got Brees Hall. And they got Michael Carter. This should be a high-flying offense. And by the way, I don't know if everybody watches Jets um, Jets One Drive, and you check it up no on – Well, th- a lot of Jet fans do. If you, if no you want to check on YouTube – uh, it's the the offense is dominating right now, and and the Jets' defense is really good. It's really good. So I, I'm interested to see what Zach Wilson does because if Zach Wilson doesn't show up this year and he doesn't play well, he he'll, he'll be gone. There is no question. There is no way the Jets are going to keep. I mean, him. He could be, but he could also stick around because if the quarterback the Jets like, and this this is what happens to everybody, right? If the quarterback the Jets like is a just say the first overall pick right i don't even care if you pick like third or whatever right and the jets are picking eighth or ninth or tenth that quarterback that they really like won't be there they're not going to draft a guy that they're iffy on over the guy that they took with the third pick you know what i'm saying like if it's not their guy they're not taking him right uh snuck says Breaking news, Zach Wilson's been traded to Carolina. There's a lot of guys in the league who are fast. Yawn. Oh, that was the best. And seven bowl wins later, Bel- Super Bowl wins later, Belichick marches on. Uh, Carl That's says, right, no- baby. Carl says, no one watches Jets one drive. It certainly isn't Jets one at WON. Uh, nobody watches it. It came out yesterday, and already 100,000 people have watched it. Jeff, I- whatever you say. Carl, you could say whatever you want. You know, Carl, you, you make a lot of jokes. How's your Bears doing? <laughs> How's your Bears doing? Carl, Carl, Carl's a good human being. You leave Carl. Uh, I love Carl, but how's your Bears doing? How how oh, good no, are the no, Bears no, going to no, be no, this no, year? No, 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 don't don't even don't even go there because yeah. I would like to thank the Chicago Bears for that seventh round draft pick they gave us to Nikhil Harry. Mm. Thank you so much. Isn't he already hurt too? How are your he's Bears going to do this he's year? Got like a broken ankle, he's having surgery. He's got a, he's got an ankle that is so severely sprained. By the way, and I love Justin Fields. That was a wasted draft pick, but you know why? Because Justin Fields will not be the starting quarterback of that Chicago Bears team in the next two years. They'll be looking not. for an, they'll be looking for another quarterback. Great, great move. By the way, of course not, because of course they will be because. If we've learned anything, it's Ohio State quarterbacks and Alabama quarterbacks don't do shit. <laughs> don't worry, they, they, they could draft the new uh, the new Michigan owner, Jack, Jackson Smith and Nicky. And, and, and Jigba. Jackson the Jigba. The new Michigan and owner. The way, and by the way, I'm starting a petition right now, and I'd like to hear uh, some eyes if, if, if you guys agree with me. Jalen Hurts is no longer considered an Alabama quarterback. They kicked him out of Alabama for Hawaiian Tebow. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma Sooner quarterback Jalen Hurts. That's what we need to go on from now on. Carl says, I don't pretend the Bears are good. Don't worry about And I'm it. not pretending the Jets are good. So what are you talking about? Bears are trash and, I, and don't turn what are, you, what are you talking about, Carl? You want, you want to start with me, Carl? Because you're not going to win either. You're not going to win don't either. Upset, don't upset the Bears fans. I want them to trade Roquan Smith to the Patriots. <laughs> Carl says Bears are trash and don't turn into the losing argument on them. And Stuck says a losing argument on them. Are, are, are the Bears the Michigan of the NFL? Probably. No, no the Bears are just trash. Mi- Mi- Michigan will well, at least well, so look good to win enough some games and then they'll lose it when it matters. Right, so, but so is Michigan. Michigan's, Michigan, Michigan's the Cowboys of the of college football. They all the all the hype at the beginning of the year, fans that always believe it's their year and they lose big games. I want Sean Payton to take over at Michigan, kick Jim Harbaugh out. <laughs> 
Snug yeah. says at least the Bears occasionally go to the Super Bowl. They, they also did don't. Once. They, that's why they don't. They don't play in the same division as the Patriots as long as the Jets had and Tom Brady. So I don't want to hear it, Snug. You're you're you got Snug. You you like to. You're you're a troll too, man. You you just like to troll on this freaking. Oh, you're upset feed. tonight. You're going after everybody. Oh, you're, absolutely. You're upset. Absolutely. Why are you so upset? I've got other things going on. Is it because I, since June 24th, the Yankees are 19 and 20? Has, has nothing to do with the Yankees. I'm not worried about the Yankees. Out of all the teams that I root for, I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about the New York I'm, Yankees. I'm trying to figure out why you're so upset tonight. You're going after me. You're going after Carl. You're going after I am not worried. Snug. I am not worried about the New York Yankees. Out of all the Snug teams I root for. offers to make you cupcakes, and then you're going to attack this guy? Uh, this is ridiculous. He's making me cupcakes? Which will so probably come in Every before time Penny's he makes me dinner. a shirt, it's something stupid. So you're going to make me Cupcakes? What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna piss in the middle of the cupcakes in, and send it to me? In, in still probably snug, come in before Kenny's turkey dinner. That's true. In Snug's defense, he saw you wearing a Jets jersey, so he just figured you like to wear stupid things. So th- th- that's the shirt he sent you. He thought that you just had an affinity for dumb shirts, and it, it's a good effort on Snug's part. Uh, I don't wear dumb shirts. Matter of fact, the only person wear a Jets jersey. Uh, th- that's not a dumb shirt. First it of all. certainly is. No, it's it, not. It, well, I, I'm, it's very easy to mistake it as a dumb show. Oh, it's not. Carl, Carl says, no, Bears are garbage. Bears with one playoff win in a decade, not good. Mm. Yeah. The Bears are about to get uh, Nelson Aguilar, I'll tell you that right now. Mm. <laughs> so what's this trade you have in mind for the Patriots to get Roquan no, 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 Smith? No, no, no. No, Tyquan Thornton has looked good, and Trey Nixon has, has looked pretty decent. And at $15 million, I'm pretty sure the Patriots would like to shed Nelson yeah, Aguilar. So, half, and be, and yeah. because the Bears had three of their top four receivers all get hurt so far, I'm sure the Bears are, are interested in getting a wide receiver. They got, the yeah. Patriots and Bears have already done business this offseason, haven't they? Yeah, they have the fifth most cap space, too. So if they want it, they could do it. But I don't know, what, I don't right. know if anything could save their cause at this point. I mean, you'll have to hope you get Nelson Aguilar from, like, the small stint he had with the Raiders and maybe in the playoffs for the Eagles when they went to the, I will, the Super Bowl. I, I will gladly give Carl Nelson Aguilar, and he can just grub hub Tyler a couple of cheap <laughs> Stuck says, "How do you how do you make stupid cupcakes?" Jeff is one hundred one hundred percent correct, uh, and naturally, Jeff is a fine gentleman. That's right, baby. Well, um, I did want to get into this, and, and there there is something that I wanted to get into with baseball. And uh, we were talking before the show is it started. The Yankees no, it is, no, it's something else. It's something it has else. nothing to do with the Yankees. This has nothing to do with the Yankees. I. I didn't want to get into the Yankees. Again, I'm not worried about the Yankees. I, I, I expected the Yankees to go on a losing streak. I knew they were going to go, go, they were going to go on a streak. Get in the into second your half. other baseball thing. We don't care about the Yankees. I really didn't. But um, if the Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies meet in the playoffs, the Mets could meet two very known faces in Noah Syndergaard and Zach Wheeler. And I, I, I'd like to ask Met fans this question. If somehow the Phillies meet the Mets in the playoffs and the Phillies knock off the Mets in the playoffs with Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard, what is the excuse after that? Now, Josh told me there's no way in hell those, that Philadelphia team is going to beat the Mets. But let's say they do. Let's say they beat they the powerhouse Met team. Don't say they won't because they we've won't. we've seen teams. I, I don't, Jeff. You could say whatever you want. What do you you, you think? In New York. Let's go Mets. 
right now they have the best record. It doesn't mean they're the best team in New York. They are the best team in New York. No, they're not. Polar Bear Power, baby. They're not. <laughs> Polar Bear Power. Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP. What are you talking about? Great, M- great MVP. Yeah, no Polar Bear Power. In- Polar Bear Power, Judge Power, 45 home runs. In a ballpark, you could piss over. Oh, really? Do you you know that Aaron Judge has more home runs outside of his ballpark than inside his ballpark? Terrific. Great. Great, right? Did you know that? Did you know that? No, you didn't. Did you know the Mets have a whole mariachi band? You're an idiot. You really are a jackass. But that's a good question. If you sit here today and let's say... Zach Will Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard knock off the Mets. What are Mets fans going to say after that? Now, Speedy says, "Of course you would think that." I don't care. I I don't root against the Mets. I really don't. I I I know I, I, I don't. Actually, I don't. I, if the Yankees get knocked out, I, I if the Mets won a World Series, it wouldn't bother me. The Yankees got twenty seven of them. I could care less if the Mets win their third World Series. I could care less. Okay, terrific. I could care less. Rings. I'm just saying. As a Yankee fan, it wouldn't bother me. And the Mets have been craving for one. So, again, it wouldn't bother me. Let's go Mets. But to sit here and watch the Mets, and by the way, Carl says we can't say that, but you can hypnotize. What does that say? Hypno- hypnotize, hypnotize or hi- hypothesize? Hypoth- okay. Oh, like a hypothesis, uh, yes. yeah, about the Mets losing. <laughs> you, we don't know if it could happen, and we don't know if it will happen. But it, Philadelphia right now is a wild card team. They are a wild card team. And if they get into the playoffs and they win the wild card game, guess who they'd be playing in the divisional game? The Mets. And if they knock off the if they knock off the Mets, I would love to hear the Met fans' excuses because they wanted Syndergaard out. They wa- they really didn't want Zach Wheeler. A lot of Met fans did not want Zach Wheeler. And he goes he goes to Philadelphia and he's one of the best pitchers in the National League. What are the Mets fans going to say? Speedy, you're a Mets fan. What would you say if Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard knock off the bad news Mets? That would be painful, for one. I do not want to imagine that scenario. I can't stand the Phillies. Could it happen? Can it happen? Yeah, I would give it only a small chance. What's a small chance? uh, I would say... 20%. 20%. I think say. it's more than that. I, I, just because the Phillies have a lot of inconsistencies in their the lineup bullpen. and their bullpen is really bad. Like, the Mets' bullpen isn't great either, but they, they're still in the top 12 in bullpen ERA. The Phillies' bullpen ERA is really bad. So, I, I would be very concerned about their bats just all of a sudden going cold at once. I, it would be one thing if they did it at once on Wheeler, because Wheeler has really grown from where he was with the Mets. He was never this good with the Mets. And the Phillies found something in them. Syndergaard with the Mets has been a good player playoff pitcher. So it's definitely possible that they could pitch well. But if they don't hit off the Phillies' bullpen, that would be another problem. Uh, that would be more of my concern if that was the case. I At this point, it's kind of expected that ex-Mets go off on the Mets. It's been their track record for a while. But to do it in the playoffs would certainly be painful. I think the team that would be more likely to knock off the Mets, in a, like if they were like a sleeper, would be the Cardinals. Just because they're always pesky in the playoffs. And they're playing for something with Pools final We have year, seen so. teams get hot at the end of the season where nobody expects them to do anything in the playoffs. And by the way, Philadelphia made the third best moves, uh, you know, in in the uh, at the trade deadline. They brought in Oh, I know. Trade deadline again. Uh, it, it, again, there were big moves. Noah Syndergaard is a big move. They, he's 2 and 0 since he sta- he's he's been a Philadelphia Philly. He's been 2 and 0. And the team that didn't make any moves, it was like, "Oh, this is so disappointing. They're the team on fire since the trade deadline. Let's go Mets." Mm, okay, so the Mets are on fire. 
Okay, what does it mean? And, and what? And what? What is the? Uh, what mean? happens? What happens when the Mets go on an eight or seven game skid? What are you going to say that, Jeff? You're going to hide out. You're going to hide out in a hole. They won't. They won't. You want to bet on that? 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 Baseball team. They don't go on skids like that. They're very consistent. Really? They didn't go on skids. They went on a six game skid this year. What are you talking about, yeah, Jeff? That, that was pre. That was pre Degrom. Pre Degrom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, also keep in mind though, too, the Phillies are in that same kind of boat right now, too. They're on a massive streak. They've won eleven of twelve, too. So they'll cool off at some point, too. I, I'm not the one that jumped the gun on streaks by any means possible. Even though there's a lot of them this year, double digit streaks that I winning and losing for whatever reason this year. But I, I still don't really analyze that. You know, it's so funny. He he's rooting on the Mets because he's a Boston Red Sox fan. He wants to see the Yankees go down, just like all, all the Mets fans want to see the Red Sox beat the Yankees, and that's great, great for them because that's, that's, no, no, that's that, that's, that's facts. Your, your, that's facts. Your, your that's facts. Scenario is to- no, your scenario is totally wrong. Oh, really? And we talked about this really? earlier, Speedy. Have I not been saying Mets, best team in New York since the beginning of the season? You would say that even if they weren't, and they weren't the best team in New York. The Yankees have been the best team I in New York no, all season. I lo- I Jeff used to rip of- into the Mets a lot. I don't know. No, he wasn't. He used to. Like three years ago, he did. Like big no, time. He, I used to- I used to say the season hadn't even started unless the right. first Met got hurt. That's right. Right? I used to uh-huh. say it all the time. Yeah, and you I said that the last two years? You I, didn't say I that loved, last year. You yeah, didn't say that last year. No, you didn't. Of course I did. No, you didn't. Of course I did. No, you and didn't. now I loved the Scherzer signing, and now I'm all on board. Uncle Stevie just throwing cash at everybody. Oh, here's some Lindor. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, uh, how much do you have on the Mets winning World Series? Because they're not going to win it this year. I, I, I don't bet that way in baseball. I'm no. a day-to-day Because you, you know they're not going to win. That's no, why. No, I don't. I, I do. I know. The answer I gave earlier. I know I they're not going to win. I know they're not going to win this year. I, 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 even, even me against the. I don't care if the Mets they, are win or not. They're they not the going to win. No, they're not. The Yankees will go further in the playoffs than the Mets will. They will go further than the Mets. But that's that's a that's a weird thing to say. Too, Why they don't? Why because they don't play the same teams. You're right. The Yankees are playing better teams. That's not true. The better teams are all in the National Why? League. The Why Dodgers, are they better teams the, the in the National Dodgers, League? The Padres, the Mets. Who? who the, the Yankees the are Cardinals, in the hardest division the Card- in baseball. What are you talking about? The Yankees the, are in the hardest division in baseball. Don't get this. Teams, no, get out of here, Jeff. Get out of here, Jeff. The best teams this year are in the National League. The Cardinals. The National Dodgers, League the isn't. They beat on each other. That's why they're better. That's why they look better. They beat on each but other. But in the playoffs, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna all have to play each other. That's what it is in the playoffs. So you're going to mm. see Dodgers and Padres. You're going to see, mm. you know, Mets mm. and and Cardinals mm. and things like that. Mm. So you don't know because of the matchup. And by the way, we just saw how the Yankees would perform against the Cardinals. Mm. Not well. Let me ask you a question, Jeff. Because you, how they do against the Cardinals? No, no. What? What? what the, the, how they this, do? Yeah. Out of all question. What, what are you hypothetically? What are you the talking Yankees about? Play the Cardinals. What are you they talking about? Two out of three. Well, I think they would. Why? Because the Yankees swept. they got swept. The Yankees got swept first of all. They got swept. They got swept. And nothing against the Cardinals so far. The Yankees are right him, now in a Kermit slump. The Yankees are in a slump, and you call him Kermit. Meanwhile, his last last game, he, he pitched no hit ball. I mean, he he gave he gave up what one hit or two hits. He gave up no runs, and they got the Yankees couldn't score. And the reason why the Yankees can't score is because the middle of the lineup has been gone really for the last two weeks. 
So you're and sitting here. Would, would Kermit do the, the would Kermit do we'll the see. stuff before? We'll I, see, Jeff. Because I know he gave up. John Carlos Stan will be back game. next week, and that middle of the lineup is going to clear out. And I, we'll see how the bad the Yankees are. Let's see what the I, Red Sox are going to do against know, the Yankees this week. I know this. I know, Let's see what happens. The Red Sox, what, you're bringing up the Red Sox because you want to, like, what? Because the Yankees are going to wipe the floor. The Yankees are going to go into Boston. The Yankees are going to go into Boston and wipe the floor with the Red Sox. I hope they do. I hope they do. They are. The Red Sox stink. But they what, are. How, how did Kermit Cole do the, the start before that one? You know, the one where he pitched one hit yeah. ball and whatever. How do you how do? You do it? Oh, I think he gave up three home runs in the first inning and he got pulled, didn't he? Mm. It's the second time this year he's given up three home runs in the first yeah. inning. Mm-hmm. It's the second time. Mm. Wonderful. Stuck says the Dodgers are amazing right now. DeGrom is looking like the Cy Young Dodgers version of great. himself. Uh, hey, called... Dodgers are great. How about Dodger legend Joey Gallo just having himself a week? Huh? Let's go, Joey Gallo. Carl says Speedy only jumps on streaks on underwear. Uh, Snug says everyone wants to see the Sox beat the Yankees minus Yanks fans. Uncle CDV has the swagger. The American League has the Astros and who? And Carl says hashtag spider tack. Right, that's what I'm saying. In the American League, it's really just the Yankees and the Astros. Those are the two best teams. Everyone else is trash. And in the National League, you have Padres. They got a whole lot better. The Dodgers, the Cardinals, right? Let's not forget about them Mets. Let's go Mets, baby. I'll add the Braves in there, too, because they're healthy right now. Seattle's a good team. The Seattle's a good team. Uh, The Toronto, the Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays are a good team. Don't get out of here. Seattle's trash? Seattle's Seattle's trash. trash. Seattle's trash, and Toronto's so trash, they already had to fire their manager. Toronto's trash. Toronto's trash. That's why they're... Do do good teams fire their manager mid-season? Whatever you say, Jeff. Whatever you say. This is what what happens when you know the answer is no. No, Jeff. No. Because, Jeff, you go look at the American League East, and you look at every other division. The Yankees are in the hardest division in baseball. Enough said. Done. Game over. They're all so good. Game over. Game over. So good. Game over. So good in the East. Game over. Tampa Bay Rays. Game over. The Red Sox this year, they are just world beaters, aren't they? They're They're better. The Red Sox have a better record than, I I don't know, two teams in the National League East. And they almost have the same record as Philadelphia, who's in third place and they're in a wild card spot. Washington just sold everything. Washington is a triple A team right now, dude. They were a triple A team even with the players that they had, buddy. Even with the players they had. You're so butthurt trying to defend the Yankees. No, because, no out. because I'm lashing out because all you guys are doing is attacking the Yankees. Tampa. I'm not attacking. Tampa, I'm saying let's go Mets. Tampa, Tampa's had a not a great year, but Tampa's not as bad as they are. And at 58 and 52, they could still make the playoffs. They could still end up this season with 90 wins. And I would say, I would they say, the no, playoffs. I will say, I will say this. Three out of the five teams in the American League East will have 90 or more wins. Tampa's interesting as a potential sleeper for this reason only, and that's because a lot of their hitters have been hurt all year, too, so their offense has really suffered, and they still have yeah, pretty good pitching. Yeah, they're I would say... terrible. No, 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 the pitching's been good. The hitting has been bad because they've been had a lot of injuries this year, the Rays. So yeah. they might be the one sleeper among that. The Blue Jays have a questionable bullpen. Seattle, I love their story, Seattle. They're new all at once. Will it translate to the postseason? We'll see. To, to be determined. But, yeah, it seems like it's a Yankees-Astros fight. Get Jeff, what are you saying? And, um, and I'm a Mets guy because I think the Mets have the two best starting pitchers in New York. The two best Scherzer and DeGrom. Sign me up, baby. 
Snook says, I All like right. the positive message. All Let's right, go Jeff, Mets. We got to let you go. Let's go Mets. Hashtag designing speedy stat. The Braves, the Mets, and Seattle is so-so. No, they're not so-so. They're a good team, and the Blue Jays are better with the new manager. I'm not as worried about the manager with the Blue Jays as much as I am worried about their lack of bullpen depth because even their starters haven't been great either this year. So they're pitching as a whole. I don't know if you could trust for the postseason. Jeff, thank you for calling, bud. Always a pleasure. I can't wait to see what Kermit does in the playoffs. I wonder if he'll bomb out like he did last year. That's what I deal with. That's what I listen to. Jeff from Tampa attacking the Yankees. And that's what listen, I don't I don't care what anybody says about the Yankees. I am not worried about the Yankees. I know a lot of Yankee fans are probably jumping off a bridge. Speedy, did I not say the Yankees were going to go on a flood? Mm-hmm. I knew the Yankees were going to go in it. They were going to have a situation where they're going to go on a losing streak. They're not going to be. But I'll tell you this, the Yankees are still going to have 100 wins this year. They're still going to win 100 games. They'll probably have the best record in the American League. I don't care right now. Houston, what, is up one game or something? One game right now. One game. The Yankees will go on a streak. The Yankees will win nine or eight games in a row. And nobody's going to be talking about this streak anymore. Right now, the Mets are playing better baseball than the Yankees. Oh, well. The Yankees also have to play better teams in their division. They got to play Toronto 17 games a year. They got to play Tampa 17 games a year. They got to play Baltimore, who's had a great season, 17 games a year. And they got to play Boston. Yes, who's 55 and 58. You say they stink, but still, pretty good record in their division. Carl says, who wins a playoff game slash series first, Mariners or Jets? We know it won't be the Bears. Well, here's the thing, Carl. If the Mariners can get the first wild card, they can they could possibly beat or yeah, they could possibly beat Toronto. The I The only see that. team that I fear for the Yankees not going to the World Series is Seattle. Hmm. That's right. the only team. A young upstart Seattle. That would be something. The Mariners are the longest playoff drought of any four teams in any of the four major sports. I am not. They go from that to the World Series. I am That'd not worried about like. Houston because the Yankees are due against Houston. Their mm. Yankees are due against the Houston Astros. I think if the Yankees play the Houston Astros, they beat them. It's Seattle that I worry about. Young upstart team. That, their payroll, I think, is like only like a little bit more than Max Scherzer's total salary. So that would be some. I don't. I, I really don't that. worry about Houston. I, I think. I think the Yankees are made to beat Houston in a playoff series. I, I think they're going to beat them. Carl says shades of a young Griffey stealing a series again. And yeah, that's it. But yeah, it's interesting because the Astros are different different built than they were in their. I guess technically cheating teams, but the teams that went to the World Series is because the the Astros are built more on hybrid type pitchers now rather than just their raw starters that we used to see them in the past. And their hitting lineup has been good at times, but very streaky. Bregman, who was thought of as supposed to be, oh, everyone's like the best third baseman of baseball at one point. He's actually like their fifth or sixth best hitter on this team. So it's a very different team. It's now Alvarez, like Jeff was mentioning, Kyle Tucker, guys like that in their hitting. And then their pitching for Dusty Baker, kind of old school guy, is more new school than we've seen before. So it's very interesting, but will it work in the playoffs? We'll see. I, I disagree. I disagree. I think in the big picture with, with with the Yankees and the Astros and and the Seattle Mariners, I worry about Seattle because of their pitching staff, because of Castilla. He he's he's two and zero against the Yankees this year. I think he's given up one run against the Yankees, mm. and you do not want to play Castillo two times out of a seven game series because I I think 
even though Justin Verland has had a sensational year, he's been unbelievable, and some of the, the starting rotation of the Houston Astros are, are, have been fantastic. I think the Yankees ha- I, I, the Yankees are due against them. It just, it, there's just something I don't worry. Everybody asks me, well, who do you worry about in the American League against the Yankees? It's Seattle. They're the team. I just worry about them. Yeah, don't even forget about the pitcher that's been the best for them all year, Logan Gilbert, Cy Young candidate, has a two, under two or almost under two ERA as well. And then they just trade for Castillo as well. They're getting very good with the starting rotation. And Rodriguez hasn't even played in Rod- the second yeah, half. Yeah, Rodriguez in the second half. And all the ex-Mets are now filling out their bullpen wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll leave, see what happens. Leave it, to, leave it to ex-Mets relievers to do well somewhere else. <laughs> But, uh, by the way, Kevin Durant says he wants to be a 76er. It's a good landing spot for him. Allegedly. Why would he go over there? Honestly, why would Kevin Durant go and play with James Harden when James Harden didn't even want to play with Kevin Durant in in Brooklyn? Does that make any sense? And who are you going to trade for for Kevin Durant? Are you going to trade Embiid? Are you going to try Maxwell? They're going to have to start with Max. You're going to have to give... I mean, Maxie, I'm sorry. They're going to have to give up more than Maxie. They're going to have to give up Maxie, Harris, or maybe they go with Embiid. I mean, maybe the, the Brooklyn Nets ask for Embiid. Would you trade Embiid for Kevin Durant? I don't know at this point. Embiid's young and hitting his peak at the perfect time. I don't know if they would want to do that just to risk Kevin Durant and James Harden meshing again together. I don't. I would not do that if I were the Sixers, too. The Sixers are in a tough spot, too, because they don't have a lot of other good youth to trade away. Maybe they would get it Maybe at the trade deadline if the price ends up falling. I can't imagine it happening now, though. I mean, why would he want to go there? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. If, if you would argue, where is Kevin Durant going to go this year? He can go here. He can go there. I would never think it's the 76ers. Nobody would think it was the 76ers. Does Kevin Durant ever make sense, though? So okay, you could just judge that on itself. Uh, says trade James Harden for KD. Uh, uh, I saw says, what Carl said. Carl says Durant acts like he's an owner, but isn't. I've seen what well, Jeff yeah, it's, said. It's, it's, with Marcus pl- Smart, terrible defender. It's a it's player Again, power, stupidity. Carl. It's player power, Carl. Uh, it, Kevin Durant is trying to lobby somewhere else at this point. He's trying to force his way out now with the Nets ownership. He talked with them this week. And again, there's going to be other stipulations. The teams he wanted to go to before that has the most young players. The Sixers have one. Tyrese Maxey, that's a nice young player. Tobias Harris would be thrown in there because of the money. And then you have to trust other picks. Because a lot of the other young players they have are either specialists or just shooters off the bench. I don't think they have enough. They don't. I don't see it. So why would he go over there to the 76ers? It doesn't make sense. And now he wants to be traded, and he's forcing his way out because he does not want to be coached by Steve Nash. And he doesn't want to be uh, being – he doesn't want um, – what's his name? Sean Marks. Sean Marks is the, the GM of the organization. So – and they're not going to kick out their coach and kick out their GM for Kevin Durant. So they're going to have to move on from Kevin Durant. But where are they going to trade him, and what are they going to get for Kevin Durant? Or Carl says, Katie's seated a hot dog cart in Times Square. Uh, Times Square. <laughs> but, well, yeah, okay. That means he's staying with the Nets, Carl. Is that, is that what we were trying to bring out? But, yeah, no. we've, we've even said. He's not staying with the Nets. It, it's going to be. Not anymore. It, it's going to be very hard for that kind of thing to happen. But the Nets are not going to get the value that they're trying to get a couple weeks the ago only, either. The only team that makes sense right now with the players that they could trade away is Boston. Mm. That's it. Yeah, the Jalen Brown. Jalen uh, Brown, Marcus Smart. I mean, that would make sense. Well, yeah, because that's the only team that doesn't have the trade stipulation issues that the Suns and the Heat did. The only player that would have been involved in that would have been Robert Williams, but the Celtics have already said he's off limits. 
to, to the Nets. So that's also going to be out of there. Uh, Snook says, Katie has no filter. He just said whatever stupid things pops in his head. Mm. Well, yeah. We weren't saying Kevin Durant was great at decision-making either. <laughs> he says he wants to go to the Suns in the Heat. Then Seth Curry tries to recruit them back to the Warriors. He denies that. So I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking right now. I know what he's thinking. He's trying to force his way out. No matter what, he doesn't want to be on the Brooklyn Nets. He'll go and play for anybody as long as they're a playoff team. He'll go to Miami. He'll go to L.A. He'll go anywhere. He'll go to the Clippers. He'll go anywhere as long as it's not the Brooklyn Nets because he does not want to be coached by Steve Nash. And this all stemmed up with Kyrie Irving. This is all Kyrie Irving. This has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have it out for Steve Nash. I don't know what Steve Nash did. We don't know, and I, I haven't heard anything. Like, why does Kevin Durant hate Steve Nash so much? Yeah, Steve Nash was never criticized this much when he became the Nets head coach. Even when he was an it doesn't assistant, doesn't make sense. Even when he was assistant with Golden State, everybody loved him. I, he was somewhere else too, Dallas. I want to say Some, somewhere else that he was always liked by players. So that doesn't make much sense. But it's Kyrie Irving who's a coach killer. So who knows? Kyrie Irving couldn't handle Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens was one of the best coaches in the in the NBA at that time too. And one of the he, he's always he's not he's not somebody that is a hard hard ass type coach either. So <laughs> Kyrie Irving got in trouble with that. Good luck. That, that's where I, I'm, I'm kind of twisting and turning about where KD is going to go because if he doesn't go to Boston and he doesn't go to Miami and Phoenix can't trade DeAndre Ayton, where does he go? There is no other – Golden State, I don't think Golden State's going to trade as much as what we've heard right. uh, that the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be demanding. So where does he go? And what the price is going to be now? Maybe, maybe the Nets are realizing. Oh, maybe the Sixers. Are Does the it go to Dallas? I mean, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is interesting. Maybe they're like the Sixers. With Luka Doncic, their young talent is kind of questionable to trade back, but maybe later in the process, it's definitely possible yeah. for that kind of thing. Because again, Luka Doncic, he hasn't had that kind of opportunity yet to He's say he's never right, had another superstar. That yeah, good. that's what I'm saying. He just hasn't had that kind of leverage to say, "I want to go play with this guy," or "I want this guy to come to Dallas." Because Mark Cuban will pay him. He's as rich as. Uh, Outside of Steve Ballmer and I think one other owner, he's as rich. That's as why gets. I'm interested to see where he goes because there are a few teams that are playoff-driven teams that if they land a guy like KD, they could absolutely get over the hump. And Dallas is one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you school, if you you start to look at teams, the Clippers. I mean, they've got some pieces. They could trade Paul George. They can they could put him with Kawhi Leonard. That would be an interesting duo. Right there, Kawhi and KD. Yeah, the Clippers definitely have the resources to be able to they do that. Do. They do. They trade Paul George, maybe Robert Covington, and a couple of the young players that emerged for them last year. I think they could definitely pull that off. And then it's just Memphis? a matter of— Yeah. I mean, oh, they got, Memphis. Ton, they got tons of young talent. They could do it if they wanted to in a heartbeat. I, but I don't know if they're going to trade that talent. I don't think they would either. I think they're— They're going to wait for a free agent. They yeah. got money to spend. So, right. you know, that's a, that's another thing. And that's that's the interesting thing when you look at the the, the way KD is handling this. Katie could do this, you know, as the season progressively goes, and and with the trade deadline coming around, I could see KD getting where he getting what he wants to go, going where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. The question is, why is he forcing himself right now out of Brooklyn when there there is no leverage? There is none. He has no leverage. No team has like Phoenix at the trade deadline could trade DeAndre Ayton. He right. could go to Phoenix. Exactly. You, you know, you wonder at this point too. Is Kevin Durant so frustrated with the Nets that he's trying to pick out teams that he knows that will screw the Nets? Because we were just talking about the Sixers. 
Tyrese Maxey is really the only good young player that has a lot of upside that you could build on on that Sixers team. And then there's these other dark horses that are getting thrown in. And the longer you wait until the trade deadline, that's going to diminish the value even more. So at this point, what are you going to be able to do? Except for maybe the Suns. That would probably be the only team that, yeah, because of eight. The Suns would make a lot of sense, but they're yeah. going to have to wait until the trade deadline. Right. They have, they have no choice but to wait, and that's going to hinder the value. And who says the Suns, if they're in the number one spot yeah. in the Western Conference, is going to mess with what's working again? If Mikhail Bridges takes that step, if one of the other shooters off the bench takes that step, do you want to trade those guys and mess with the chemistry? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Like we were saying when we had Kevin Ray on Tuesday, you don't want to try to mess with that. And he was saying very adamantly, chemistry matters. Mm. And somebody like Kevin Durant, he's been bumped all over the place. And now the Browns are actually interested again in Jimmy G, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting because Deshaun Watson, we don't know how the NFL or what the NFL is going to try to do. They're trying to uh, fight this six-game suspension. I don't think they win. I don't. I think I think Deshaun Watson wins this whole thing. He, he's going to get six games. He's not going to. He's not going to pay eight or ten million dollars to the NFL. They're not. He's not going to do that. Uh, I think he, he. But if if it does get pushed off to eight or ten games. Jimmy G is definitely a guy that the the Browns should look at. I think Jimmy G, first of all, knows the offense. He knows the offense. He knows how to play that offense, that style, that that West Coast offense. Two tight end sets, yeah. too. Very common. And here's another thing. Kareem Hunt wants out of the Browns. What, are, what do they do with Kareem Hunt? That's another question. Yeah, there's not a lot of landing spots right now for running backs. It's going to be very hard to do that because he wants to get paid like a starter, too, because he got an extension from the Browns, but that's going to not be as much as what he could get from another team. Kareem Hunt's been pretty efficient when he has played, but he has been he was hurt. He missed half the season last year, so it's tough to tell with that. I mean, do they include him in a trade with the 49ers? I don't know. Do they trade him somewhere else to make it work? There's That might be more of an in-season trade more than anything else because running backs get hurt all the time. Yeah. But as far as Jimmy G, yeah, that's probably the move for them to make. Now, there was also a story that Deshaun Watson said that he would settle on an eight-game suspension and $5 million fine. Maybe that's what it'll come to Why at would that he point. do that? He, he, that's, what it's, uh, that's what a story They've agreed said. to six games. Why would he take the eight games? Maybe he's, pen, maybe he's expecting a pending change and alteration with this new appeal at a, is what they're expecting because Deshaun Watson, he's, what the NFL is wanting him to be fine, $10 million. I guess he's fine with five and whatever else the other settlement money is going to end up being because there's, there's going to be probably more settlements as more information comes out too with these cases. So that, I think that's what maybe Deshaun Watson is anticipating more than anything else rather than what actually already happened with the six I games. think this is a terrible move. If I was, if I was Deshaun Watson, I would stay. I would, I would sit on the six games. There is no way they're going to be able to push those games. They would have to go all the way. There's no way they're going to have to go to court for this. Right. This is, this is. There is no way he's going to fight this to the end. That's a lot of money that he's going to lose off the table. If if it goes to twelve games, you're talking about how much does he make a year? Thirty eight million. Yeah, he, it will be starting next year. This year it's 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 small. I think it's only twelve million this year. But. All right, so he's going to lose a lot of that. So I mean, eight games. Yeah, it's a little less than a million. What's he going to make? Game. What's he going to make? Four million dollars this year. Yeah, that would be yeah, it would be less than a million dollars per game. It would probably be about if he's twelve games. So that's five games. Yeah, it would probably be about that. So. Yeah, and then what it would be if it extends into next year. It, Deshaun Watson would have to feel like he could get it over with now because that's next year and then the next four after that is when all the big money comes in. It's all guaranteed. So that's if he could get the, if he could get it done at least just for this year, no matter how long he's suspended, that's a big win for Deshaun Watson, financially speaking. 
It's crazy. And then what's this Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris so thing? So there's a lot of uh, three running backs. Kareem Hunt, you know, we mentioned, Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris are looking – those teams are looking to move them right now because they have to pay him. The Raiders, it's not the as Raiders big, are trying to move Josh Jacobs because they got to pay him and they don't want to give him to right now. They just drafted a kid Zamir White. They already overpaid for Kenyon Drake, so there's a lot of money that's going down. And Josh Jacobs wants to be paid as a top five running back allegedly. So Josh McDaniels now there maybe doesn't want to give him that kind of money. And then the Patriots, we always know that they, they like to trade players earlier than they they usually do. Mm-hmm. So it's those are two rumors that I've been reading about those two guys. So you think Josh Jacobs would be traded for Damian? Harris? No, no, not flip. No, both guys would be traded just to other teams, not for each other. First of all, Josh, Josh Jacobs is better than both those running backs. He's the best running back out of the bunch. And the question is, when you look at all three of these quarterbacks, I like Damian Harris. I, I like him on the Patriots. I, I do not see the Patriots moving Damian Harris. Now, what is Damian Harris asking for? Is, is he looking for a max contract? He's looking for a, a good salary, but we always know this with, with the Patriots. They always like to trade players earlier than expected a lot of the time. So I don't It's still that. early. He's still under his contract. This is a, yeah, he's entering his fourth year in the league. Now, he would be he would be a he's free a agent. He's a second round draft pick. Yes, right? be, I think he's a third round pick. So he would he'd be a free agent after, after this, this year. year. Yes. Right. Now, Jacobs is a first round pick, so he has the fifth year option available to him, but he wants to be paid closer to a top 5 running back. Harris is not going to get that kind of money just cuz he hasn't played enough in order to do that. He Kareem Hunt wouldn't either. I don't. I don't think Kareem Hunt wouldn't either because he's not, because has, of all the stuff that's happened to him in the past. Yeah, too. And nobody's going to pay him. He missed half the season last year too. Yeah, he, I don't think he'll get that kind of money because he has to kind of. Where that, would he go? And and by the way, nobody's going to trade away big pieces for running backs. Yeah, that's that's what's tricky about this market right now is you have a case where. There's so many young running backs that have come in now, and there's also a lot of platoons that you're going to be taking on a lot in order to get that kind of money. The only team I would think that maybe would make sense might be the Chiefs, but they, I don't think they have the salary cap to make that kind of thing work right now. They And beyond that, everyone else is pretty set either with a running back or a If platoon. Josh Jacobs actually stays healthy this year, he'd be he's going to be really fun to watch. I think sure. he, I think he's one of the more explosive running backs in the league. And but the problem is last year he couldn't stay healthy and even when he came into the league, what how long has he been in the league? 3 years. This is now? his fourth year. This is his fourth year. Yeah. His rookie year he had a f- sensational year. Mm-hmm. His last two years he can't stay healthy. His problem is also consistency too. Like he he'll do well in bunches and then disappear a lot of the times too. But it also has to do with the offensive line being with the Raiders really falling apart too. His rookie year, their offensive line was very good and it's been regressing since then. Mm-hmm. And we know how their drafts have gone and they haven't been able to replenish it. But yeah, eleven fifty seven touchdowns his rookie year, and then second year thousand sixty five and twelve touchdowns. And he wasn't even hundred percent healthy last. Right, year. he played played a lot through a lot of injuries that yeah. year and got a bad offensive line that whole that whole thing. And really, the Raiders didn't have a lot of good skill players around him either outside of Darren Waller. He's a game changer. Out of all the all three of these running backs, Josh Jacobs could be a game changer. You put him on an offense and you're running, you're running the ball, I would say about 45, 50% of the time, he's going to get you 12 touchdowns. He's going to get you 1,300 yards if he stays healthy. He's explosive. And he's a guy that a lot of teams, if you're, if you're a run-first team, we talk about the Titans. Now, obviously, they're going to have to pay Derrick Henry after next year. Well, right? they, they paid him Did they, pay him, they paid him last off Last year. Yeah. So okay. He's making, I think, the third highest running back salary in the league right now. So, Christian McCaffrey also got paid. Yeah, he's first right now. Right. And then Zeke's second, I think. The, the and and uh, Saquon Barkley has to get paid at the end Saquon of the year. Saquon does, yep. Mm-hmm. they got to so, make a decision on that. They're going to have to make a decision on him. Um, Eagles are interesting, though, because Miles Sanders, I think, is a free agent at the end of this year. And he really hasn't proven enough to 
get worth that money either. What he what he's going to want. Well, like, how many teams would pay a running back right now? If you look at the teams right now in the NFL, like I we know. First of all, we know Baltimore will not pay a running back. Yeah, they they have enough running backs and they develop them well. As yes, and they, they as soon as they become available, they let them go. So let, let's go through all the teams that could be looking for a running back. The Bills are looking for a running back. The Bills are definitely a team that could be could use one of these three running backs. The yeah. Dolphins, they no. pay they pay Chase Edmonds and yes. Raheem Mostert. Edmonds, this off Edmonds, I think was a good pickup. Yes, the Patriots don't. The Jets don't. The Ravens, they're not. The Bengals, they're not. They have Mixon. Yeah. Um, the Steelers, no. Najee Harris, they no. have Najee Harris, unless they want to pay somebody else. No, they're not going to give him another. The Texans, they could, but they're not. They're not in position right the now. The Colts got Taylor. Yeah. The Jags, they've got two. They, they got what's his name? Etn. Etn yep. coming back. Um, the Titans, they have Derrick Henry. Obviously, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. The, the Chiefs, I mentioned, that would probably the Broncos be the have Williams and Melvin Gordon still. Yes. So. The, the Chiefs are probably the only one interesting. In the West, Very interesting. I don't think the Raiders will trade Josh Jacobs to the Chiefs. So no, that's out of it. Maybe Damian Harris. Damian could, Harris, maybe. Maybe but for the Chiefs, I can see. The Chargers don't need a running back either. They have Eckler. Um, the Giants, they could be using needing a running back if they decide to part ways with Saquon. Yep. The Cowboys, they have Zeke. Zeke and Tony Pollard. I mean, the Eagles have like a three-headed monster. Right, but uh, Miles Sanders being a free agent at the end of the year, I wouldn't rule it out with them because they do like to make unexpected trades, though. Howie Roseman is sneaky aggressive in that way. The Commanders have two running backs. They have, yeah, Antonio Gibson, and they just drafted Brian Robinson. I know, remember, you liked that Alabama big time. The Bears, uh, they have uh, David Montgomery, who's also a free agent at the end of the year or two. Yeah, he's talented, but again, he might want a lot of money in Chicago. Might not be ready for that kind of thing. Detroit has DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, so they wouldn't. Vikings have Dalvin Cook and Packers have Aaron Jones, so they're all out, too. I, I like imagine. David Montgomery. Yeah, I, I, I do. do. I, I like him a lot. And he will be available next year. He's not going to get top dollar, but he'll make no. like, he'll get $3 million a year. I think a team would absolutely pay him, and I think he's, he's a good addition. He's a good second back. He's yeah. a power back. You can use him for a lot of different things in the open field. The Falcons... Maybe if they get good, but they they have other positions to fill. Because yeah, right now Cordero Patterson is their guy, and then they also drafted a kid Alagier, who was Zach Wilson's teammate at BYU, who was a pretty good rookie running back mm-hmm. allegedly. But we have to see how he plays. Panthers, McCaffrey Panthers he could be McCaffrey. gone. You know they yeah. they could part ways with McCaffrey after this year if he can't stay healthy. It's possible the Saints. It depends on Kamara's uh, off field issue this offseason. Did they sign him? They already signed him, yes. yes. But again, he could get suspended. Now the Buccaneers so. could. Buccaneers, use a back. yeah, you can never. You never. They could use a running out. back because yep. mm-hmm. they lost um, Fournette, Fournette, didn't they? No, he's still there. But did he's he o- sign? He's overweight, so I don't know. But did he sign? He, I, he signed there. I but. know he was looking. I forget who he was looking at. Was it was it the Patriots? In yes, the it was the Patriots. Was it the Patriots? Yeah. I think it was. It was the Patriots, and but again, he came in overweight, so how well will he play is another question. They drafted a kid, Rashad White, but he's more of a scat back type, but yeah. then they lost all their other veterans from last year, so it's definitely possible. The Lions they, could use a running back. They have DeAndre Swift and yeah, Jamal Williams. Yeah, but they, Swift, I, I don't. They, I think they drop either Will. I think they would drop Williams. He's a good pass catching back. I don't know if they would necessarily do that for for one of those running backs. Yeah, because I think they have other positions they got to go after too. The Lions, the Packers don't need a running. Packers back. don't. No, they have Dylan and um, Jones. Jones, yeah. they're so not going to do that. I think the Lions though have the other things to go after back. because they need receiver, they need defense, they have better areas to spend their money in. Now they the Cardinals just... did lose a running back in Edmonds, Edmonds yep. so they could they could bring. 
But they also have what they have James Connor. But he's not a pass catching type guy, so they could I could see I could see a Damian Harris fit there if that's the case. I see more Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt? Okay. Yeah, I see more Kareem Hunt over there. Um, Rams. They don't need a running back. They got no. two of them. Seattle has all kinds of running backs, and the Niners, Niners. maybe, maybe no, with they have too many. They they always draft well with running backs, and Seattle could use a running back. They could. Well, they just drafted they have Kenneth Car- Walker, yes. and they have, and they have Car- Carson. Yes. Well, Carson Carson failed a physical, so I think he's gone now. Is he really? Yeah. I, I so heard he's some, available. I, I, heard, I heard something where he he might be. He might be. He might even think about retiring too, from what I heard. Carson. Yeah, because he's had so many injury issues that. How old is Carson? Twenty six. He is twenty seven, and he's had I think three different years worth of injuries. Man, he's young, man. Oh wow, no, it did say Chris Carson officially retiring. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. So I, I thought it was just a rumor. Wow. Yeah. Seahawks released running back Chris Carson with failed physical designation, and he had officially retired. Wow. I I heard he was thinking about it. Yeah. Neck injury. So yeah, he's actually gone. So it's it's Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny there. Twenty seven years old, man. Yeah, what a kid. three he's different a kid. years of major injuries. That's what that's what'll happen. He was very good his rookie year too when he was, he was player, on. Man. Yeah, he, he, was, he on. was a good player. I mean, they always they always found running backs. They yeah. always did. They mm-hmm. even got when they when they made that move with uh, Buffalo for uh, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch, Lynch yeah. because he had he got in trouble smoking weed that's in his right. car. Remember uh-huh. that? Yep. I remember that. And he went over there to Seattle, and then Seattle had that year when they beat the Saints in the playoffs. Yeah, when they had a losing record. Yes. <laughs> they got into the four That seed. run by Marshawn Lynch, if you ever Beast Quake. That was, the, that was where Beast Mode really was, mm-hmm. was built when he started being called Beast Mode, was that, that run that he had against the Saints. And I remember that very, very well. <laughs> But uh, it, it's crazy. I, I don't know where any of these running backs would That's go. That's what I'm saying. It's a tricky market. It's going to be very difficult. I think a lot of the guys are going to look for be a platoon. Now, that's why I think Damian Harris is probably the most likely to be traded because of that. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Kareem Hunt's trying to force his way out. He we just said Washington, Carl. I, no, I don't think Washington needs any running backs. No, I think Gibson is their starter. I like he's, Gibson he's a, a good, lot. He's a I good, like shifty, a versatile guy. And then they just drafted Brian Robinson, just drafted Jarrett Patterson last year, who played well for them in certain points points last year too. So Gibson's their number one. Yeah. And he looked really good last year in certain points. Mm-hmm. I really liked him. But here's the thing. Gibson's got to stay healthy. Correct. And, and that that's something that Washington has problems with over the years too. Not just there are there are a lot of the bad teams over the years. We talk about Washington, the Jets, uh the Browns, you know, before they got obviously they drafted what's his name again Chubb. in the second round Chubb. Yeah. And then they got Kareem Hunt. They they've always had problems staying healthy over the years. The Lions, uh, oh, the Lions were horrible with running backs, and they couldn't stay healthy. I mean, all the bad teams. If you go up and down all the bad teams over the last ten to fifteen years, it's all a lot of it has a lot to do with health. It, it's it's health, right? Even the Texans. It, it calls oh, it the Texans. Thing. The Texans. Every star yeah. they have is hurt. Yeah, yeah, but the Texans need everything. But would. Somebody like Damian Harris or or Kareem Hunt or even Josh Jacobs want to go there? No. I mean, I, I don't think so. No. I, I, I wouldn't. If I was any of those three players, I would wait until uh, the offseason. Now, Josh Jacobs will wait until the offseason. I'll have a great year with the Oakland Raiders or whatever, the Las Vegas Raiders. And after the year, if he has that year where there's 1,300 yards, he's going to get his money from the Raiders. The Raiders will pay him. They're not going to let go of a running back that too, that talented. 
Well, wasn't Josh Jacobs a first-round draft pick? Yeah, he was the 24th pick. He was actually the pick from the Amari Cooper trade when they traded it to Dallas. Right. So, yeah, I, I would imagine they would try. It's just a matter of what Josh McDaniels wants to do. Because Cream he... Hunt's going to go to, like, a, a crappy team. They'll trade him to a crappy team and try to get as much as they can for him. They'll probably get a third-round draft pick for Kareem. Yeah, that sounds right. You know? I, that's why I'm saying he's going to probably go there in a more of either he'll go to a good team in a platoon role or a crappy team in a starting role. We'll see what he he's wants. He's jealous of Chubb. That's what it is. He's not touching the ball as much, and, and Kareem is probably pissed off that Chubb is, is seeing more ball in practices, and he's probably saying that he's seeing less and less of the ball, and, and he wants to see more of it. So maybe, maybe, maybe Carl's right. Maybe going to – Tech, the Texans, he's going to see more of the, the ball. And maybe oh, as a rental, yeah, possibly. I, can I mean, see that, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Uh, Carl, to answer your question, you were asking if uh, Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery stat. Jacobs in his career, 732 attempts, 3,087 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns, 4.2 yards a carry. And David Montgomery, 21 touchdowns, 3.9 yards a carry on 714 carries, 2,808 yards. So Jacobs has probably a slight edge with that. But you're right, it's not by much, and especially with how bad Chicago's been. It's it, He's not far behind. Jacobs is the better like t- talent player. His problem has just been more consistency and injury with him. Uh, is Speedy jealous of a chub? Ha ha. I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be able to tell you that, Carl. Well... I, you know, it depends on what kind of chub you're talking about, Carl. <laughs> I know Jeff would be interested in a chub. <laughs> as long as it's not a Tyler. A big, huge chub. <laughs> as long as it's not Tyler. <laughs> no, I think, I think Jeff would be interested in any kind of chub. He likes it. It doesn't matter what kind it is, you know. You know, and Jeff likes it dark. He likes it white. He likes it all and spicy and whatever it is, you know. Sex That's I Jeff's wish. favorite. Snuck says, I wish Kenny had an hour on the network to talk about weed, bong, bongs, vapes, new products, and blends. Everyone should smoke the sticky icky in their car. Uh, Carl says, not out of the question. They gave airtime to that quack betting on from Vegas. You should know what a chub is, Jeff. I mean, you like to play with it every single night. Yeah. Uh, Carl says, Tyler definitely has a small chub. And Earl Pat's attention to beef chubs. Mm. I could care less what he could. You, you think Jeff thinks it bothers me when he calls me Earl because he thinks he's so smart. But, you know, I, he could say whatever he wants about me. But, you know, anytime I when when Jeff has to look in, you know, into the mirror, I, I would be I would be really shocked to even do that. I mean, Jeff probably doesn't have any mirrors in his house because he doesn't want to look at himself, you know, especially his chub where he can't even see it because of his roles. Okay, so Jeff says, "Beef be playing with Earl's micro penis." Yeah, micro. You should know about micro. You can't even see your own with your big fat stomach, man. All three hundred pounds of your fat ass. So <laughs> I could care less what Jeff says. I mean, just remember, Jeff, when you look in the mirror, there's a di- there's a different there's a different outlook when I when I look in the mirror and you look in the mirror. Okay, when I look in the mirror, I actually have abs. When you look in the mirror, you have absolute rolls. Okay, there's a difference there. And, and by the way, you can float because you're fat ass, and I don't have to float. So there you go. Stuck says, when I look in the mirror, I see a big Yeah, sexy you're 260 cupcake. pounds. You sure look it. 260 pounds. That's why you got your, your rolls are probably covering everything, Jeff. Everything. You could sit there and talk the crap that you are. Why don't you go and hang out with Snug and make some cupcakes and devour them? Because that's what you—that's what you need. You—you you need food because that's all you do. You eat and you talk crap. That's all he does. He's a troll. 
Uh, lashing out? Yeah. Dude, my thing is far from micro. But you, on the other hand, you are a micro. Anyways, that's it for our show. Um, thank you to Josh, ladies and gentlemen. He, he really helped me out. Uh, a shout-out to Vinny's uh, girlfriend's yes. father that passed away. Uh, I feel bad, and Vinny's a good dude. Man. Sending condolences to the yeah. family. I, sure. I feel really, really bad. And uh, I did, you know, when Vinny asked me if I could do that tonight, I, I you know, I, he, he appreciated everything. But I, I for something like that, I know what it's like to lose a father. My father passed away six mm-hmm. years ago, so I, I know what it's like. Uh, so I, I feel bad. Um, uh, what else? Uh, thank you to Mr. Decker for joining us. Uh, I never got a chance to meet him, but uh, happy that he was a great guest. And, and, and uh, listen. I don't care what Jeff says. I don't care what the fans say. That You want to troll, you want to be an ass, uh, that's fine. It doesn't really bother me. But I, I love picking on Jeff because the one thing I know about Jeff is he's got more rolls than a damn cupcake. Anyways, um, that's it. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. Listen to the Weekend Crunch on Saturdays at 7 p.m. on 103.9. If you live out here, FM, or go to iHeartRadio. Uh, Thank you to the fans that listen to us and absolutely give us all the craziness on social media. Thank you very much. Goodbye. So long. Farewell. Good night. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.